Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. You know, we only have 200 people watching right now. Well, what the hell? I guess what people... Is ha- why? You're talking about YouTube? Yeah. Uh, maybe the uh, the old YouTube notification from Susan didn't go out. Or maybe people are venturing on to Rumble. Or perhaps they've just had enough of us. Who knows? Um, anyway, before uh, before we went live, you were saying that your friend's sister's yes. GoFundMe did, a, uh, did really well. It's doing well. It's almost up to $100,000. And I think that a lot of it is the show. Like, I was watching the donations come through um, on Sunday, and I, I'm... I'm pretty sure that a lot of this is our audience because some of the comments are like, I am not going to be niggardly <laughs> and stuff. Uh, do we have to explain me. that or do you have to explain that? I don't know. You know, <laughs> fundraising, it, it comes with drawbacks as well. So it's, I'm, I'm not going to explain it. And it's, I guess you don't really need to explain it. You look up the word and it means exactly what it says. It means I'm not going to be stingy about this particular donation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear. And of course, we appreciate everybody who decided to uh, support that. So sweet. Yep. Thank you kindly for that. And uh, you guys know how the call in show works. But if you are new to the show, you can find instructions for how to participate in the YouTube and Rumble descriptions. We will uh, take calls tonight as they are randomly selected by our delightful call screener, Dangerous Spaces, as usual. And we'll stop every half hour to check in with your with your super chats on uh, YouTube, DLive and Tippy Stream. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't do it live, you can always send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is on the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. There's a call-in show question form. We'll take your written questions there. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Um, nope, that's it. All right. First up tonight is Stogies and Boomsticks. Stogies, you there? Stogies. Uh-oh, okay, good. I also can hear. All right. Let's try uh, forking around. <laughs> Mr. Forking around, you there? All right. Discord update. Looks like it did a great job. Let's see can if we you can hear get, this person. Let's see if we can get someone to talk to. I cannot. Lovecraft, how about you? you there? there we go. Back. Oh. One thing, I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't been on in a while, but I'm, I go on there and I do rants about stuff like that's on my mind. Like I made a video and I titled it Joe Biden is a pedophile, where I explain why he's a pedophile. I did. Well, I literally, well wait. <laughs> okay. Can yeah, we, uh... I got it age restricted. She age restricted, did not remove the video because I explained the definition of what sexual assault is and uh-huh. everything. But that's not what I what I want to talk about. I just said I wanted I have a YouTube channel. You can check it out. Shout out um, to the 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 official explanation age restricted of why Joe Biden is a pedo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Fair it's enough. on there. I've checked. It's still up there. I talk about other stuff like Star Wars. What, what's the channel if people want the explanation? It's called Lovecraft. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and it's, you know, of course, I love you guys. You guys are, I come on and watch your show Sundays and Wednesdays. And I watch, I watch Razorfish show on Fridays, but I definitely kind of, I try to get on every week with you guys. And well, we appreciate that. that. Thank Trump, you. Yeah. Well, especially because of Blonde. I love everything she has to say because <laughs> I agree with her on a lot of stuff. I do. Um, That's good. She's, yeah, that means you're because, right. Well, for one thing, the, you know, I'm, not, I'm like going Benjamin. I'm very optimistic that we're going to get through this. We've been through this crap before with the Puritans wanting to like prohibition and everything. And what happens? We come through it. And we're a better country. And this stuff's going to go. It's already happened. Look at Dave Chappelle. They're trying to get rid of him, and they can't. Netflix already said they're not getting rid of him. They're keeping Dude, him. Dude, did anybody make it through that special? Because the oh, first 20 minutes, I was just like, this blows, and then I turned it oh, off. Oh, it gets better as it goes on. It, it had some better. It had some slower portions, but yeah. it it has well, a couple killer, minutes, he talks killer about, pieces. Yeah. About vaccine, getting vaccinated yeah. and all this. Although I, I did <laughs> like his joke about his body, a black guy yeah. fighting a Chinese guy. He ta- yeah, he, he talked about that, but then he went into... Um, he talked about, of course, he went after the, he made a joke about the really freaky Trump supporters, the ones that love Trump no matter what he says. And I laughed at that, and I thought that was hilarious. But then he talked about, you know, he got in the transgender thing. Yeah. The one line that got me, it was uh, very clever, I thought. He said, I was out in the street, and someone said to me, watch out, Dave, they're after you. And I said, wait a minute, one they or many they's. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, he just punched. He, he, he it yeah. was just hilarious. I didn't know about it till somebody, till people were talking about this because of like people at Netflix getting all upset at him. And it's like then you hear the, what happened to his friend and everything, the transgender woman. Well, yeah, that. See, I thought he was kind of going, and this is kind of spoilers. If people haven't watched it, maybe you want to skip ahead a minute or just you know, turn down the volume if you're listening live. But spoilers I, for a comedy special—that's not a thing. Uh, I mean, it's a story. It's a story that he tells. Uh, and yeah. at first I thought he was just doing the like, look, I have a trans friend bit. Oh, but no. the way it ended and and I was reading about it, it appears to be legit. Like he's not. Oh, yeah. This is not made up. It's not embellished. This really happened. Um, it, 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 to clue you in, Blonde, his trans friend killed himself in San Francisco, killed, jumping yeah. off a building. They bullied her to the point she threw herself off a building. Who bullied her? The yeah. the woke mob, the blue check mob, yeah. because this person had defended Dave Chappelle yeah. and Dave Chappelle's trans jokes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And then he said the funniest thing he said, the joke was, yeah, she always identified as a woman, but she clearly was a man because she threw herself off a building. Yeah. The, the line was on, only a man it. would do some gangster yeah. shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. The crowd cr- went crazy for it. Ugh, that's yeah. dark. Yeah. What was but the end the line? He like said uh, it that was funny because his friend yeah. would have laughed if she were alive. That's what he was saying, but he was getting right. And the last yeah. line about, um, he set up an endowment or a fund yeah. for, for her this da- person's for daughter, her daughter and says, yeah. I hope I live long enough to speak to that little girl and say, um, that I knew <laughs> your father and he was a great woman. I think was the line. <laughs> it was hilarious. It really ended solidly. The- yeah, and, and, and they, they haven't taken it off Netflix, right? Oh, no, no, they said no. they came no. out and already said that one of the bosses said, We have a great working relationship with Dave Chappelle. We're not going to remove his special. We allow him to say whatever he wants, and we're going to continue. It's basically he makes the money, so they're going to keep him around. Great. I mean, yeah. I guess that's all of us. That's what we all have to do if we want to yeah. not be silenced and, and make and Netflix coming... millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> 
And it's All just right. funny how they, they jump down his throat, but yet he gets defended. And he's the, you know, like Nicki Minaj and Kylie Irving. These people are standing up for themselves and people are going to come and defend them. So yeah, we'll see. it's happening. The culture is changing. Slowly. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And even though Dave's special had a lot of nods to progressive politics that I don't agree with. Yeah. It, um, I do appreciate these one. Of, he's one of the few people that can bring almost everybody together, except for the most hardened of trans activists, like the well, craziest yeah. of crazy. Other than that, and everybody, is, I think, can kind of enjoy what he was saying. He's actually what you would consider a traditional liberal who believes in Second Amendment. He really does. He owns guns. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's he's you know, they can't cancel him. They've tried before and he's un, uncancelable. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? Um, well, I, I'm going to watch the rest of the show and enjoy it. And right. blonde, keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I do You're basically welcome. nothing. So Slighted. Oh, no, no, you do a lot. You keep Matt going. I keep Matt <laughs> woke. That, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Quote Rachel Dolezal. It's the quote I couldn't remember the other night. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Well, have a good night. Thank you. Yeah, I felt so dumb about that afterward. I was like, how could I not remember Rachel Dolezal's quote? And I go to edit the, the show intro the, the Sunday after. I'm like, of course. Uh, big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Duh. That's right. I hear it yeah. multiple times every week when I work on the show. How do I not remember that? All right. Um, oh, my gosh. Katan? This is so terrible. Okay, there's a comment in this GoFundMe that says... Um, such a terrible and unpredictable virus. I normally would never donate to someone who refused a simple vaccine, but I guess it's understandable because she was pregnant. What? Why would you drop that in somebody's GoFundMe? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's like, I disagree with your choices, but <laughs> all the best. Okay. I know, I mean, but here's $10. What a yeah. dick. Weird. Well, I assume that that's not one from our audience. So. And if it is, then fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Appreciate it. Hello? Thank you. Katan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm What's here. on your mind? Oh, man. Living, living life, enjoying life, I'm sure. Um, well, these days I never know if these... that's authentic or sarcastic. Which one are yeah. you? <laughs> are you really uh, enjoying life? Well, yeah. It's, th th that's a, uh, something that's full of hope, I'm sure. Yeah. Hmm. But no, life is, life is uh, I take the Peterson point of view sometimes, life is suffering. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a struggle. But yeah, anyway, um, let's see. It's not like you guys were talking about vaccine, vaccine mandates and all that sort of stuff. And just a little bit. We were mostly talking Chappelle, but uh, we got into a little oh, bit of vaccine oh, okay, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw it was up, so I didn't, I didn't really get to hear what you guys were, what you guys were starting your conversation with. But yeah, yeah. so vaccine, vaccine mandates. <clears throat> so the, I think with that one, I, I ended up having like this weird argument with my, my father-in-law the other day. Um, he uh well, i basically like told him and me and my wife kind of told him like if if um my work was going to mandate the vaccine that that's very likelihood that would force me to to quit my job because hmm. we weren't we weren't uh uh you know in support of that type of idea and it was it was a lot of weird back and forth from my father-in-law who basically had the position of like you know don't be ridiculous why would you do that and put your family at risk for something like that for the virus and, or for the financial fallout yeah for the financial fallout oh. that's right yeah he, he he was he was really in support of the idea of how ridiculous it, it is to 
to do the mandate. Oh, I see. So okay, he, gotcha. Yeah. He was he was in support. Like he's. I mean, they got vaccinated. You know, they're they're older and all that stuff. But um, they haven't really been harping on like we must get it for health reasons. And um, but it, it was just it was like this really weird argument and position and. You know, he was basically having that position of, you know, you're you're basically just like pissing in a pool with a stance like that. It's like, what is it really going to do for you? Hmm. And it was it was kind of tough. And like, I understand the position. And but it was like my point was along the lines of like when. Like when. When when are we going to stop? Like, what, what, are, what are the lines we're going to set? And then. Yeah, uh, I think Matt, you mentioned that the other day. I think you were saying that too, along the lines of like, of like setting where, what boundaries are you going to set, and then just stick to those. That sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like I think red, it's really important red, that everybody does that. It's like for we got right. so many callers on this show, and so I get emails frequently, and it's some variation of, yeah, I got this mandate staring me down. What should I do? And it's just and not everybody's situation is the same. I don't I can't tell you what you should do financially or what you should do right. in terms of your health. But I do know that we all individually have to set our lines and not be pushed around indefinitely. And that's kind of the status quo right now. I'm going to shove you around right. as much as I want. Everybody's got to draw that line for themselves. And right. um, if the vaccine mandate isn't your line, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't be pushed beyond whatever your line is. Exactly. Yep, I totally agree. And and even like with the argument, even there's like you know, in in conversation with my father-in-law was uh even just discussing about like just the risk assessments like people take. Like you never yeah. hear them talk about it's like it's just this sweeping idea that the vaccine is good for everybody. And it was, you know, taking you know, I did the I did the personal route like I went through and I dug up all the CDC data for um, uh, like the risk of COVID for my age group as a man and my health conditions, like which I didn't I didn't have really any I had like zero health conditions related to increased risk of COVID, and you know the, did the assessment see what the what the risk numbers were showing me, and then I also looked at like some of the vaccine numbers that are out there and stuff that's like in the VAERS data and putting that together and, and did a risk assessment. And it was really interesting coming out because basically it just was showing how, you know, personally for me with the number that's available to me, that's available from the government itself, showing that really the risk is significantly low for myself. And even with taking yeah. the vaccine, there's a possibility, there's actually a higher risk of possibility that potentially assuming that I'm, you know, the data that's in their VAERS system has some, you know, is is reasonably correlated with the actual risk of the vaccine that it would increase my risk of some some adverse effect happening pulmonary so, fibrosis or something are you talking about a vaccine injury or, yeah, yeah 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 you know because you can look through it's really interesting i don't know if you guys have dug through that data before not but much you no. can like actually download that data and you can see the specific reporting in it and some of the stories are really interesting to read i don't have any of them pulled up but it's uh, uh I didn't even notice I didn't even realize that was available. You can actually look at the specific cases of information that's reported mm. in there. So okay. it kind of gives you an understanding of what type of things are reported. But yeah, you just go yeah. out into the like that Bears website and you're able to like download data files from that and you can kind of pick through and see uh what's in there. But uh Well, good for uh, you yeah, for doing your research it. and taking it seriously. And um Well, yeah, I mean it was yeah. it, because it was like, you know, when people push back on you and say, like, well, why don't you get the vaccine? Well, for one, from a position of principle, and then the second is because 
for one, I just don't need it. I've done the, I've done right, my right. own, my own studies and no, I'm not deferring to my doctor. I make my own goddamn decisions. Yeah. But that's, what's <laughs> going to be on your headstone. Like that family on Sunday. Yeah. I did my own research. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway, well, thank you for the thoughts. Did you have any final uh, thoughts before we let you go? Oh, I think that I think this should be fine. I'll probably try to reach out again sometime soon. So appreciate, oh, appreciate the thank conversation you. though. That was nice. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Um, one thing I wanted to mention on that theme, I was sent by an emailer a short video that was just a series of charts. And it's a series of charts noting deaths by country from a certain virus of hypothetical current relevance. And it's before and after a certain intervention that appeared at the start of the year or late in 2020 that shall also remain nameless for the purposes of protecting the stream from Susan, but before and after think of it that way before and after the thing we're all supposed to do. And in a lot of countries, cause those are as far as the virus's lifespan in say this part of the world, that's r- roughly equal time frame. The virus sort of appeared um, at least in the large amount in uh, around March of 2020. And then the thing that we're all supposed to do appeared December or January. Right. right. So we're looking at about nine month segments of each. There are more deaths after the thing that we're supposed to do, despite something like 70% of us doing the thing that we're supposed to do do, in roughly equal amounts. Now, granted, the virus is much more widespread. Does anybody care? Does anyone care, though? It's probably not quite apples to apples because the virus is much more widespread now than it was in March of 2020, for example. But if this is so obviously a solution, why are the death numbers even comparable, let alone higher after the fact? Yeah. Why? Maybe there's an obvious explanation for that. I am not an ex. I'm not a YouTube accredited expert, but that's just something to think about. Um, th- th- I've seen the stat. There are more deaths in 2021 than all of 2020. Yeah. What else was, what else was different about 2021? Didn't we have mm-hmm. a thing that was supposed to prevent that? Why yeah. didn't it? Well, I don't know. I think it's just, everybody gets it anyway. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. It's almost as if it doesn't work. Hmm. I don't know what it is in that situation, but I wouldn't, uh, I certainly wouldn't assume you would defame certain products that aren't to be questioned. Anyway, stogies and boomsticks. You there, man? Evening. What's Hi. on your mind? Oh, not much. I have to apologize at the beginning of the show. That was my fault. I had my audio settings wrong. No oh, problem. Okay. Uh, just wanted to actually get to talk to you and tell you congratulations on the kid. I haven't talked to you since you've had your baby. Oh, well, Are thank you? you. He's uh, he's growing every day. We went to the museum today, so he got his first dinosaur exposure, which <laughs> was very fun in his dinosaur onesie. And he slept the whole time. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, that's all I wanted to get on here is I haven't been able to talk to you since, since you had your kid and, uh, Oh, well, thanks. Early happy birthday. You have the same birthday as my wife. Oh, Ah. well, happy birthday to your wife. I appreciate it. Did you have, when is your birthday? Is it the 18th? My my birthday is the 18th. It's Monday and my anniversary is the 17th. So we're doing a show on my anniversary. The best way to celebrate my first anniversary um, Sorry, no, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to a, a nice dinner on Saturday night and we'll make a, we'll have a good weekend out of it. So, well, have um, a good evening. Well, thank you good for night. the thoughts. I appreciate that. Those pictures Forkin, you sent me were so sweet. Oh, of the snow. Yeah. With yeah. His that was a uh, face. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't think he got it. Yeah. If people aren't aware, it was the first snow 
um, a couple days ago. So we had maybe six inches of snow in the backyard. And on Monday morning, we took him out and touched his hand in the snow and just kind of let him experience snow a little bit. I, he doesn't he doesn't really get it. So, but it was it made yeah. for good pictures, at least. No, I mean, yeah. he's, he looks great. He's chunking up nicely. Uh, yeah, he is inflating very thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> Forking around. I don't know what he weighs. We haven't taken him. I don't think we take him back to the doctor until November. So he's going to be. A, that's a 10 pound kid, right? Oh, there. he's going to be 10 plus. He might be pushing yeah. uh, 11. By 11. The time he's, yeah. yeah. By the time he's weighed in early November. You know, they're only supposed to reach their birth weight two weeks after their birthday. He was. Weight. Yeah. And he, so but he's, he's like rebounded doing, fast. He's killing it. Yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. He's getting that top cream. Yeah. Uh, forking around you there. Yeah. I'm here. What's on your mind? Sorry. I didn't. I, I know you didn't want to talk infant weight, but. Uh, sure you did. You know. Everybody wants um, to talk about infant weight. <laughs> uh, what, what's mine at? I damn it. Um, oh, maybe you do want to talk infant weight. All right. Let's all compare. Uh, okay. When my son, my son was born, he was, uh, eight pounds, 14 ounces. Oh, wow. He was um, a big one too. Yeah. And I think it was at like 39 weeks. Mm, okay. Yeah. We were at. So when we heard yours, when yeah. me and my wife heard yours, we were like, holy smokes. Yeah, oh, he just yeah. ran out of room. Yeah. Yeah, um, seriously. It's crazy because I gave birth at the same time as your wife and yeah. I had to do like a whole NICU thing. How much did your daughter weigh? I can't remember. Six pounds, 11 ounces. And they were talking about how mm. she was huge for a preemie. Hmm. So your kid is a total freak. Just freak show. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I guess I'll I'll talk about that. Like, so since we had our kid. <laughs> so I guess I'll the... talk about the infant weight Go thing. For it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to get? Well, well, we had, so our kid was weighing uh, like 37 weeks. They were saying he was weighing, uh, like eight pounds, 14 ounces. And so, uh, my wife is, has a pretty small frame. And so the doctor actually recommended us to get a C-section or her, not us, her, (laughs) (laughs) um, and we were kind of scared because we we didn't want anything to happen to the baby and everything. So we en- we ended up going for this C-section, and um, it was uh, our mind. I I know it's uh, probably not the best thing, but um, we were just really worried that something would happen to the baby. But hmm. how did the C-section go? Oh, it, it went perfectly. It was it was so weird because she's telling us the whole time to, um, that okay, like the baby's measuring big, and then that was at thirty seven weeks, and then the he did, he wasn't born until like thirty nine weeks because they we were waiting yeah. basically, and then he was a normal size, and so the C section was unnecessary. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Why do they do this? You know, ultrasound has like a a really low sensitivity in the prediction of fetal weight, like really low sensitivity. And so they shouldn't really be making any decisions based upon the the predicted size of the baby. You can't really tell. That's how they do it? It's just with ultrasound imaging? And fundal height. And fundal height's notoriously inaccurate um, because you can get like a centimeter 
you know, it, it's somewhat uh, difficult to like touch the pubic bone and actually get a good funnel height measurement. Yeah. And so it's, it's all like, you know, which science. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a guess. And they, they told us that like, Hey, you're, you're given, it's like maybe it could be two pounds off or something. That is hmm. a giant margin for a baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's more and, than 20% but, of body weight in all likelihood. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, so, I'm glad you, I'm glad your baby's okay. I'm glad your wife's okay. Yeah. He, he turned out super healthy, but it was crazy. Cause there is at one point she, she had to get a COVID test for oh. before this C-section. And we, I didn't, I didn't have to, I drove her to the COVID testing place and yeah. the, I didn't have to get one. So same thing they, with it me. It was just her. I thought that was weird. Cause I was hanging out in the delivery room the whole time. And I was thinking, yeah. I mentioned this in a video prior. I was thinking, well, aren't I just as big of a quote unquote risk as she is? Why would they not test me? It's because, and I assume yeah. in the same reason for you, you're not admitted to the hospital. They don't care about you because you don't, you can't and don't represent a coronavirus admission to the hospital which is what yeah. all the numbers are about and what all the money's about. You're just a it's guy so there. Yeah. It's not a risk thing. It's a numbers and money thing. Yeah. And it will, even the stupid rules went even further than that. Like, so, so we, we get there, uh, she tested negative and we just asked the doctor, like, so what would have happened if she tested positive? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, well we would have, we wouldn't have, we would have postponed for two weeks. Postponed the C-section. Uh, yeah, for postpone it for two weeks. What? Well, I thought the C-section was that, the like, whole hey, point. It was medically urgent. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. This... Anyway. So we, they we... told us that. They also had, like, rules like um, Alicia's – ooh, no, my wife. Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry. My wife's mom, ha like, she could come visit us. But I would have to leave the room. They did the same thing to me. I thought it was crap. Like when, because the only family we had in town was my parents. But for them to go see their grandchild, I had to go out, and they could only go in one at a time. Oh, it's retarded. When I was in the yeah. NICU, I could be in there with the baby, or my husband could be in there with the baby, but we couldn't be in there at the same time. <laughs> oh my and God. we, the, the babies, it, the baby was sharing a room with another baby, and it was just nurses in and out all day. And this was it's way like, before this Corona. This retarded. was just like standard because this was no, 2019 this was, right no it was 2020 this was uh in the midst of corona why did i think your baby was born in 2019 that's right it was summer 2020 because it, it feels like forever ago because yeah. i talk about it constantly yeah uh, maybe that's it anyway yeah, uh, she's Forkin, only 60 months thank thank you for the thoughts and uh, if you have a quick final thought we'll let we'll take it but otherwise we'll let you go um yeah so i just want to check real real quick you your son's middle name is wade yeah calvin wade so That's okay, so, nice. so it's Cal so it's Calvin Wade. We I know it's a, it's very personal to you and like yeah. the, the, you got the way you guys came up with that. But we did, me and my wife did find it funny because our son's middle name is also Wade. But well, that's it's a family cool. name. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's congratulations. A great name. A it's great not name. very common. Yeah, it's I, it's masculine. I like it. I have not ever known another Wade in my life. I've only known a few. There was the baseball player Wade Boggs. There are, I, I, there, I don't know the amount of Wades I've known other than my brother, even just known who they are. I could count on a couple of hands. I'm sure in my entire life. It's a strong name. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank it's you for no the call. It's no Silas man. though. <laughs> don't. Well, uh, I, I think uh, ping two is not uh, listening tonight, but um, if she was, as she normally does, don't put thoughts into her head. She loves that name so much, but I think. Well, God willing. 
because we're trying to have another baby. Yeah. If it's a boy. If I get pregnant, God willing, and it's a boy, it, we've already decided it's Silas. Okay. So you're certainly going to beat us to the second kid. It doesn't uh, matter. If I so, have more children, it, I'm just going to have all daughters. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, it's not that I hate that name. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it is kind of know. menacing. Kind of Maybe. menacing name. Yeah. Let's take, uh, well, menacing, I... That seems suitable. I would think you mm. would choose menacing. Like you would like yeah. menacing. Let's take one more call before the bottom of the hour. Isonor, you there? Isonor? Oh, uh, now I got I Isonor lighting up, but I don't hear anything. Do you? I don't hear anything. Nope. Okay. Let's try uh, Kobe's pilot. What the? Kobe, you there? Yeah. What's Hi. on your mind? Uh, I. It's just good to be here. Uh, you know, Rebecca Matthias or all the e-girl femoid and ligua duos on the internet. You're one of them. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, you guys think you're like, you're cool. You're like down with the right wing, right? Uh, Not at all. Us? I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd call myself cool. Who but. does call themselves cool? That's just a lame <laughs> thing to do. I didn't say you call yourself that. I think you, I said you think you are that. Maybe. I don't know. I've never Maybe. really. Do you guys realize you're like old head doomers? Ancient heads, you might say. Because <laughs> we guess. don't know what duds is. Yeah, I mean, I've never really claimed to be uh, like some some cool uh, Gen Zer or something. Understandable. Ooh. Okay, well, uh, I guess I was going to call... Uh, have you ever read Nick Land? Have not. Oh, sad. Very self-spilled. Uh, do you want to uh, enlighten us? Uh, I'd like to dark enlighten you. Actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, you have to be in the know to understand that joke because he wrote the dark enlightenment. You see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Nick Land, pretty cool dude. Uh, you know, he started out at the University of Warwick in 1987. And uh, some of his theories are like uh, techno-capital, hyper-racism, uh, you know, some stuff that is pretty high IQ, uh, very Sneed-pilled. You kind of have to, maybe Wait, you should what, actually, you should get What is Sneed-pilled? What is oh that? Oh my God, I hate this guy. All right, proceed. <laughs> what, what is that? I don't know. You don't know how to sneed? I don't know what sneed pilled is, no. Why not? Because uh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. What is that? Uh, you know, uh, have you ever heard of The Simpsons? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Well, there's a, a image. There's a practical joke hidden in the image. Okay. Well, one of your cringe jannies is spamming me. You should ban him. Okay. Any any final thoughts from you? Uh, I don't know. You should get Nick Land on the show. I think. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, I did. Oh All my right. God, what an insufferable um, douche! <laughs> it's time for a break. <laughs> and just right. like that, we're at the bottom of the hour. Wow! It felt like it. Uh. It was forever. Have we been doing this show for four hours? And only 30 minutes. That cannot be true. Okay. Incompetent hands over on Tippy Stream says, Blonde, let's go. Brandon is not a tired boomer meme. It's proof women don't belong in sports. 
<laughs> I can't lament the loss of the 2016 Trolley Spirit while also hating anything old boomer people adopt. As a boomer once said, uh, were you being were you being a bitch? JK Love Blonde. Well, th- my mom did say that. And she was right. I was being a bitch and I did deserve. Oh, it. that's right. This is a reference. Oh, were you being a bitch? That's right. This is a reference to the story. on Sunday. And I did tone it down. The word that was actually used was cunt. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, uh, my brother. The, the the let's go Brandon thing. I will fully admit it's um it's massively overplayed now and it's way too mainstream to be like at the peak of its uh, yeah. meme appeal. But it's one of those rare memes that I don't care how big it gets. I still enjoy it. I still appreciate it. There was a it's little lame. There was some little boy who got to do the I don't know what the term is in racing where they say gentlemen start your engines. So this little boy is is saying that for the race. Gentlemen, start your engines and let's go, Brandon. He's like 10 <laughs> oh. years old. Cracked me up. I, I'm, I, I'm not it's sick a of wholesome, it. It's a wholesome meme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sick of it. I still appreciate it. I don't care if that makes me an old boomer. I don't care either. Silosopher over on uh, DLive. Thank you for supporting the show. C2K says, I wish Sneedcaller was my friend. He was so cool. I don't. I guess I'm not advanced enough to understand the, the terms of the, the cooler kids. I don't know. Are anyway, but yeah, I'm good now. Uh, TJL Simpkins got beat, but he started the fight. Are we going to talk about this? Oh, this was this was Sunday. Whoops, never mind. There were there are some. Um, I got a few more emails. Some people think, and I'm not saying dismissively. I'm saying it's possible. Uh, some people think that Simpkins is the one beating the other kid. Right. The news reports I'd seen said it was Simpkins getting his ass kicked. And that's what it looks like to me. But, you know, the video is not super high quality. Not it's a pretty short clip. Robert Lockhart, Lauren Chen and Brittany Seliner are both pregnant. Uh, Lauren's, Lauren's pregnant. That's great. Yeah. I saw on Twitter they're having a daughter. <gasps> so, yeah. Mm, that is so wonderful. It's is wonderful that, is that it. um, Brittany's first or have they had a kid already? No, it's Britney's first, and she's um she's due in like three weeks. Mm. Well, all she's the best like, to them as well. Hella pregnant. She's been sending me pictures. <laughs> Super pregnant. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful to see all the great YouTubers joining both uh, of you in starting beautiful families. That's a night white and a nice white pill. Yeah, it's it's just the greatest. It's so much fun. Um, except for last night, I wanted to murder my daughter. She was just kept me up all night. Eric Burns Marsh, blonde. Since you're a huge football fan, what are your thoughts on Raiders coach John Gruden losing his job for racist, sexist, and homophobic emails? This is a football story that I know. It's such horseshit. So you like, read some of the emails? Yeah. So he called somebody a faggot and a pussy, right? And well, the original one was he said the president of the NFL Players Union, <laughs> who happens to be a man of color, had. Lips the size of Michelin tires. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. Who cares? Oh my god! And then he also ripped the NFL commissioner for pressuring the coach of the St. Louis Rams at the time to draft queers because in 2014 they drafted Michael Sam out of Mizzou, who was, was the he first the super gay one that got right. all the press. Okay. He got all he kissed his boyfriend when he was drafted. He never Ooh. played a meaningful down in the NFL because he was not an NFL ready player. And so for John Gruden, like, did he say some shit? Yeah. Do you think similar or worse shit isn't said in every locker room across the NFL every day? You're kidding yourself if you think otherwise. And also fact check accurate on some of the things that were said. <laughs> like the, the Rams man thing, especially. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Michelin tire. They're, no, they're, no. I mean, a little, a touch of light racism would be good for everybody. I think. 
and you have to remember that these emails were leaked. It's like everybody jumping on this guy. Show me the last decade of your text messages. I want to see how saintly you are. You've never said anything comparably offensive to any contacts of yours in the last decade. Really? You people think that I say some stuff on air. You should read my messages. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, Mostly peaceful gun owner. My alma mater got the chant going at their home game this weekend. They lost horribly, but I regained some hope for the future. Also, last few videos have been on point. Matt, keep up the good work. The great work. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, okay, we'll, we'll circle back. Indeed we will. Let's hop back into the calls. Dungeon Breath up next. Wow, my hair looks great. Dungeon Breath, you there? Hey, man. What What's up? on your mind, sir? Uh, well, I was hoping to talk about the morality of circumcision. Okay. Wait, how about the we objective have... morality of circumcision? Yeah, oh, sorry, God. Objective morality of Thank you. Let's combine no. these. No, kidding. Um, oh, I was like, seriously, we we have an hour and a half that we can do. I, I was trying to see if I could I, I could hook both of y'all with that. No, uh, if but you're you serious, did. go for it. Or if you're just joking, um, whatever He's just else messing is with us. All right, I'm messing with you. Um, what a chode! Get us all excited me. like that. What a clean cut chode! I know. I, I would like to talk about <laughs> circumcision one of these days, but I honestly okay. haven't studied up enough on it. Too. All right, but anyway, um, so just a couple random random things um got a dog uh, a few weeks ago and cool. i was trying to call in before i got him because i needed help uh naming the the little guy oh well uh, i'm sorry we weren't able to do that but what did you decide what'd you name him well he's a black newfoundland uh poodle mix cool oh uh, yeah he's gonna be a big boy he's only 40 pounds and he's what four months old and okay. uh he's currently chewing on a bone behind me but he uh so um, he came with the name George. His whole litter was named after American presidents. Oh, and that's cute. Yeah, it was cute at first until I realized that uh, I probably have to rename him because uh, I'd probably get some questions kneeling on his neck at the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well said. All right. What'd you rename him? Um, Porter. Okay. All right. That's a cool name. I like that. Yeah. Just, you know, home, I homebrew, so I don't know. Yeah, girl. It's, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good beer choice too. So um, he had curly black hair, and you decided not to keep the the racially conscious name of George. <laughs> well, that's the thing. His hair was kind of straight and wavy at first, and then we just yeah. uh, decided to trim him up. Uh, use yeah. a beard trimmer and shave him down a, a few weeks ago. Turns out he's got a full on poodle coat underneath. So, oh, yeah, he's he's pretty adorable. I love Newfoundlands. Uh, they're they're, uh, they they're really cool. The I'd love to have one. Yeah, uh, you'll get you one, man. There, uh, that was the mascot of my uh, of my college too. It was a Newfoundland oh, dog. The Newfoundland, really? It was the Lewis and Clark Pioneers, and Lewis and Clark Expedition had a Newfoundland dog named. You know, my brother Seaman. Oh, do they have a Newfie? That's right. They have a Frenchie and a Newfie. A Frenchie and a Newfie. That's a cool combo. I would love oh, to have big dog, little dog. Retards. <laughs> my, my school's mascot was a blue tick coonhound, and that's what I wanted. Can um, you still say that? Yeah, yeah, I can. Is that like uh, what part of the country is that in? That sounds like uh, Oklahoma or the Ozarks or something. No, Tennessee. It's uh, okay. Yeah. So he is a hick. You're right. You're, you're, you're on to something. <laughs> a blue tick coonhound. I don't know what that looks like. I'm going to look it up. They are goofy. They're like a and, real dog, an actual dog. A dog that has skills and can retrieve things, and probably you can hunt with it and stuff like that. Yeah. Not like your and, freak and, cesarean <laughs> section dog. 
exist. French bulldogs hey, should not exist. No, they're oh, totally yeah. unnatural. However, my yeah. parents' French bulldog was naturally birthed by a freak show of a female, <laughs> a freak show of a bitch. She, that she, is unheard of. Are you serious? Yeah. And he had, like, no he had like five siblings. What? No matter what subject yeah. we're on tonight, we end up talking about birth. Yeah, it's yeah. I guess blonde. I just, I just don't think that any that. animal should exist that you have to artificially inseminate and then have <laughs> a cesarean section. Like you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't um, exist. It's like the fucking panda. Let the panda die out. Should not exist. Well, that's uh, what that wasn't part of the interview, but I think I can say it. That was really entertaining to talk to Owen Benjamin about oh, whether yeah, pandas about the, are real. Whether pandas are real. That's right. That, that's a new one to me. I like that. Uh, that particular brand of tinfoil. Euthanize all the French bulldogs. Well, let's talk about the objective morality of French bulldogs. Are we playing God? Euthanizing French bulldogs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, okay, what if we euthanized all of the dogs right now, except for, and then only gave licenses to, to breeders, like the highest level of breeders so that no dogs had these terrible genetic inbreeding problems. There were no backyard breeders. Like in this gateway dog eugenicist science. Dog, dogs only exist because of high-level eugenics. Yeah. You see what or, the pug used to look like? It like had a nose and everything. Lady. Well, uh, we... Uh, yeah, everything used to look like a bull mastiff. Yeah, everything yeah. used to look like a wolf. And dogs yeah, used to yeah. do stuff. Like, I would look at my chihuahua and I'd be like, mm, descendant of the wolf. Yeah. One of my I'm, favorite I'm sure. uh, normie memes of all time was just a picture of a wolf that says, hey, look at that fire over there. I think I'll go get some food. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? And the next, it's just a pug with a freak face and a birthday hat. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. Should have never done it, yeah. dummy. Yeah. yeah. But I, we, we talk about that all the time. We do. We are fascinated. We look at that dog and think somehow he changed little by little from a wolf descendant. Yeah. How the hell? But we got some problem with eugenics, supposedly, <laughs> in this country. Whatever. Uh, um, this, uh, do you have sorry, any final yeah. thoughts? We took over this call, though. Yeah, so if sorry to more, jump all over you, but if you had something else you want to talk about, go for it. <laughs> uh, Blonde, you talk about cooking a lot. Um, do you have a favorite uh, cooking YouTube channel? Oh, um, I love Food Wishes. I watch Food Wishes all the time. I've made so many Food Wishes recipes. Chef John is just a del- delight. And then I, I like Epicurious. Um, the three levels of chef episodes have, have taught me a lot about, about cooking. Uh, I used to not know how to cook. I learned pretty much everything I know from my brother and YouTube. So uh, My girl loves those three, three levels videos. They're so helpful because uh, they, they teach you how to kind of up your game. And she cannot stand Chef John. I can't play it in the house without her like losing. Why? Her He's so yeah. great. He doesn't measure things out, and some of his cooking technique is a little annoying. Uh, but and one time he in in his uh, steel pot, his his um his stainless steel pot, you could see his reflection of him just standing there in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just his lilting voice that that she can't stand. It's his, his up talking. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, and, Skag uh, looks bored. We got to give you the boot. Well, hey, uh, watch uh, binging with Babish sometime. He does. Really I like him work. too, but he's kind of a, a faggot. Fag, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. More so these days. Also, yeah. uh, er, anyone who's listening who doesn't follow uh, Vivian Barnes, you really should. Oh, yeah. They're doing good work on the vaccine front these days. Yep. Yeah, everybody spread the uh, spread the freedom flu because, I mean, this is really our best chance to push back against any of this crap. So our hmm. only chance. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the All thoughts, right. man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Bye. Yep.
Speaking of, um, well, I just noticed that certain uh, anti-LGBTQ plus slurs are occasionally used. And I remain baffled that Susan decides not to crack down against said slurs. Yeah. And uh, I was just informed before we went live that YouTube has given Steven Crowder's channel a strike again, specifically for the reason of being unkind to the Alphabet Mafia. Seriously? I say faggot on every single show. And Susan loves it. Susan loves, can't get enough. Manually reviewed, put some ads on that shit. Susan loves it. And so dyke a lot too. Yeah. And so I don't know what was said. They dinged Steven Crowder's uh, latest stream that I think had Alex Jones on it. Yeah, guest Alex Jones on The Great Reset. So maybe they're just going after him for having Alex Jones, and that's the the claim that they used. But I, I remain baffled that um, that that no, is treated as that we're anti-gay not big enough, or that we've got somebody in our in. I can't figure it out. You too. Can't figure it out. But I, (laughs) Susan is giving some drastically different treatment because I know that Alex Jones, I I haven't listened to that particular interview, but I know Alex Jones is not going on that show and dropping the word faggot all the time. He's, that's just not who he is. So what, what, and generally Steven Crowder isn't doing that either. So what? No, that's not his jam. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody needs to say the word faggot more. (laughs) It's like, we're not on the radar. Like we're not, I don't know. It's not very important. Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. Anyway, Mustache Asian is up next. Live chat, if you have any more creative slurs for faggots, I, I would appreciate opening my... <laughs> opening my... Uh, I, I, there's got to be a list. Mustache Asian, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. What's hey, on your mind, going? sir? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, yeah, like... Um, I'm supposed to go to a fellowship tonight for church. Hmm. And... Um, the uh, the required vaccination to be, be at uh, a fellowship Ugh. at the church. So, yeah. Well, I mean, is uh, is in another person's house, really? Oh, uh, okay. Bible study and that. Yeah. And last time I went, everybody's wearing masks. Man, it's every like, time we talk to you, you sound increasingly depressed. Are you doing okay? I'm okay. I'm just kind of whispering. Yeah, oh. this is not my real voice, really. Oh, yeah. right. so, yeah, so, but you're, uh, so last we had spoken, we had kind of gone over this, um, the last several times we had gone over this story of how you had been at odds with your parents over the vaccine and you had decided to take it because, uh, to, to, to make nice with them and to maintain that family relationship. So you're not, you're good to go to this church thing, right? Or do you have, yeah, are I they doing been. more stuff to you um, now? No, I mean, I, I just feel like I'm taking crazy pill when I go there. Oh, like, I mean, they are not bad people per se, but you know, like it's like, yeah, and I have to be, kind of fight with the idea of like, you know, is this really like should I do this for sake of God or for sake of my own sanity? You know, mm. like, is is yeah, is like, is it which one is worth more, really? So, or should I go for a different church that doesn't fall for this Seattle and you know. Everybody's is there a such thing in Seattle? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there's a church that's gonna defy. Yeah, at least I couldn't imagine. So yeah, is that uh, when they do that? Is that entirely up to them, or is that some sort of state restriction or county restriction? Supposedly it's like a mandate, but then last time I feel like is the host that's really you know paranoid about it. So yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's just different. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, on happier note, I managed to go and shoot some uh, matches, you know, IEPA matches, like uh, IPSC. Do you know those uh, kind of pistol match, like defensive yeah. shooting that you can run yeah, yeah. stages mm-hmm. and things like that? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty good because I've discovered that I have a lot of issues with my uh, techniques. Yeah. Setups. So yeah. So yeah, I haven't done a lot of good, formal or prof- shoot professional yeah. training but um it's one thing i'd have interest in a lot those guys are so good that they they'll identify the flaws in your shot and they'll fix you up really yeah. really quickly Definitely. so that's a yeah. it's a great plan yeah so yeah i mean that's about it yeah just just a clown pill and you know the Seattle <laughs> dd is well you need to chuckle more if you're people clown pill too yeah <laughs> yeah, see how PD is like, you know, firing a bunch of cops because they wouldn't take the vaccine. So, yeah. Yeah, who knew? It's like it. all these essential workers, teachers, law enforcement, healthcare workers, we, they were heroes. Yeah. Now, if they I dare exercise their own discretion in their personal healthcare choices, uh, fuck you, you're fired. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't uh, let the door hit you on the way out, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of like, you know, let it burn. Kind of yeah. thing, but you know, like we have a bunch of ho- hobos sleeping on in yeah. basically on out basically on the edge of our uh, neighborhood. Fucking yeah. gross. So, yeah, so you can find used condom on the on the sidewalk. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, for Seattle. health. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so thank health. you for the thoughts, man, right. and and all the best yeah. there. Appreciate right. it. Bye. 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 I did pull up the official Wikipedia list of anti-gay slurs just to see you know what is we're sausage on. smuggler on there i didn't mean to laugh at mustache <laughs> asian that but somebody dropped that in the live chat when we were talking to him um no i don't see that the most of these are actually kind of basic you know fudge packer fruit <laughs> i forgot about that one is Gym peter Bunny. puffer on there oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> I like that. bumhole oh engineer <laughs> butt pirate uh Construction worker referring to a gay man who is a construction worker. Crafty butcher. What's a crafty butcher? I don't get that. One. Donut puncher or muncher. All right. Uh, friend of Dorothy. All right. Yeah, can, there's not, none of these. Meet masseuse. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Wow. Peter Puffer. Uh, Peter Puffer's chicken, on there. Chicken okay. queen. Chicken rice queen oh these are all like racial ones potato queen is attracted an asian gay man attracted to white men rice a queen potato is a gay queen man. is not an irish faggot uh it's i guess it's an asian guy attracted to what could be a, a, a asian or a irish man or just a white guy generally oklahoma that one is the best bean queen a gay man attracted to hispanic men brownie queen obsolete slang for a gay man interested in anal sex well what used by men who oh used by gay men who disliked anal sex all right anyway thanks susan uh, i know that you love this sort of talk greatly appreciated huh. swiftner swiftner are you there swiftner i can't hear anything yeah i don't have anything either let's try cyborg griff cyborg oh. you there uh what happened to swifter Swifter is having some kind of technical problem, so we couldn't hear him. Oh, but uh, you're good to go if you're ready. Well, it looks like 
dangerous species sleeping on the job or something no some you know how discord works sometimes just because he can hear them doesn't mean that we can it's weird like that especially if someone's uh, yeah. on mobile yeah no dangerous space is doing a good job yeah definitely we appreciate it doing a little funny business anyways um has anyone mentioned the uh the football coach who had the leaked emails and stuff we, yet we talked about it a little bit but feel free to chime in because it is an interesting topic Okay, so I heard um, I heard you guys like mention it just in passing and stuff while mm-hmm. I was co- coming in out of my room, um, and I was just and I was also listening to um, Frank's last podcast yesterday, who also mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah, and he mentioned that uh, according to I think according to some of the players that the rubber lips comment is actually supposed to mean like um, that one the the player that the coach is referencing is just a big fat liar that's kind of what having rubber lips means at least that's i don't know but he it wasn't rubber lips he said he has lips the size of michelin tires yeah but it's he it's also in reference to rubber lips so and it's i don't know but it's but it's not in it's not in reference to anything racial as far as i know but demora smith does have very large lips he just does what is his name He's the NFL Players Association. What's his name? President DeMora. I think it's D Maurice. D-E-M-A-U-I. No, D-E-M-A-U-R-I-C-E. D D Maurice. DeMorris Smith. D Maurice. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you're right, you're right. I, I don't really buy that. Look, I think I'm not saying he should be fired. I just I think that he was literally making fun of the guy's lips. But that's just but to your point, I mean, they're not like the biggest black lips I've ever seen. They're, he's no George Floyd. But... <laughs> they're, not, they're not Floyd's. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, but to your point, this is part of the problem. We've seen none of the context. They won't show us the emails. They just quote them. Yeah, as far I as know. I'm aware, unless I'm wrong. Have you seen the full email bodies? I haven't. I, I haven't either. I'm just going off of like um I'm just going off of Frank's quite frankly show. And I'm also yeah. going off of like um, maybe one or two other articles that I've seen. I've seen so. them published in the New York times and elsewhere. And it's just quotes. And yeah, I mean, whatever lips he was talking about, I, I don't like the precedent that someone should just be fired because they made a, 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 a poor taste joke a decade ago. But, but to your point, if there's doubt, it seems to me like he's talking about the guy's lips literally, but if we don't know the context of the email, how can we really be sure? I guess. Yeah. You, you're probably right about that. Well, but I mean, I, I think it's a fair point that you're raising. I think it's a totally fair point. We don't know without knowing who did he send it to? What were they talking about? It doesn't matter though. I mean, of course it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think it should. I, I don't, uh, I don't think that we want to set the people going after this guy. I'm not sure what world they want to live in. You want your private messages leaked to the world and evaluated. And then you should have your livelihood severed because people thought that a joke that you made with someone else privately was in poor taste. That's the world that we want. Really? Yeah. It's an, it's an endless cycle. That's not much we can really do about it, except hopefully change culture that way. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, another, like another, like disappointing, uh, news um have you seen the trailer for the new home alone movie there's another Are they one black i didn't even okay. know no they're british and oh the main kid is like a fat kid with like 
thick, thick glasses and stuff. It's let me see. As this. far as I've seen, it's literally the same story as before, but it's like um but now there's like uh the burglars is like I guess some married couple who are just like with like a cucked uh what? husband or something. It's it's all kinds of bad. Trust me. Who does this kid look like? I can't uh I've never seen but yeah, he's like this chubby kid with yeah, okay. That's the new Kevin McAllister? I guess. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's um have you guys um you guys know short fat, fat otaku, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, no. No. Well, he's a YouTuber that I've uh, been watching videos on. One of the videos I recently found uh found him talking about is on just adaptations and some of our that we've seen and stuff and beforehand i was i was thinking like you know there's a lot of really bad adaptations crappy hollywood movies and all that but it's maybe like few and far between and stuff like that but he would like list out a lot of just movies that came out of different adaptations and even like just general hollywood movies that are just absolute garbage and i didn't even see how bad it was until you yeah. like pointed it out. Black pill does that sometimes. And I feel so stupid for buying into some of the propaganda, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, and this recent home alone, vi- uh, like trailer, it just like proves that once again, home it's sweet very- home alone is what they're calling yep. it. Yeah. Oh, what it's the balls? <sighs> I don't understand why can't, they can't let that, that series die. I like, they've had a good run, honestly. <laughs> Just like yeah. let it go. Last Christmas we were watching through the originals and we watched one and two and I made the mistake which I had already seen of course but I made the mistake of giving 3 a chance. Yeah. Oh boy, oh. That, was that was a legendary? F- oh my god, it's unwatchable. You know that's the that's the first Home Alone that I saw, the third one. Oh god. Did you go <laughs> back and watch Why the originals? I well of course and, and I was a kid when I watched number three but then i saw you know one and two when it was like on tv and stuff and i'm like wow these are actually really good I, that's i don't know that's what one t- reason i looked forward to watching more joe pesci movies is because joe pesci is awesome in uh the home alone movies and that was really all i knew him from yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely uh one last thing um sure you guys you guys know that um uh there's a net geo documentary on fauci right yeah, yeah, the I one that they this, yeah. didn't let people rate and then did. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, well, have you seen like uh the YouTube videos and their like to dislike ratios? Yeah. And now that they've opened it up on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like Chappelle, it's it's interesting to look at Chappelle and that because Chappelle's special is very highly rated among the audience, very poorly rated among critics. The Fauci really? documentary is the exact opposite. The critics opposite. love it and everyone else hates it. Now, in fairness to Fauci, I know that pretty much everybody who gave that movie a poor review did not watch Fauci. But I think it's fair to give that movie a poor review based only yeah. on the fact that he made it during an alleged pandemic. How busy was he <laughs> if he made a I know. movie? Wait, so he made it? Well, he participated in it. Who made you know? it? It's on I Disney Plus, I think. It. Is it's Nat Geo? Is they they're the ones? It's Nat Geo, and I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. I'm planning on watching it at some point just to Ugh. see what what's the deal. You're okay. the cringe lord, Skag. You watch it. That's I'm not watching that, dude. I I don't. I know what he's gonna say. I don't need to see that. Do you know those Fauci prayer candles? Oh yeah. 
in one of the interviews, he had them on his bookshelf in his home. What the hell? Tucker talked about it. Yeah. I had not seen that. That's yeah. okay. Oh, that's cringe. Goodness. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, thank you, man. All, yeah. You guys have a good night. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay. We are due for another break before the last segment of calls here. Over on uh, DLive, C2K says, um, uh, he's got several messages here. After six days of weather, the CEO of Southwest Air, uh, Airlines says, um, Biden's Biden forcing the jab man, mandates is not him. After denying that was why pilots walked out, it is why. Yeah, that was, yeah. I, I guess that's kind of interesting to think about their explanation. Because on the one hand, they're saying it has nothing to do with the vaccine mandate. On the other hand, I guess they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. You can say that the vaccine mandate is not having a drastic negative effect on the performance performance of your company and also oppose it. But yeah, he went on record and said, we don't want anything to do with these corporate mandates, but Biden made us do it. Right. I don't know what Southwest status is. Do they count as a federal contractor? Maybe they have some federal contracts. I don't know. There might be a real mandate on them to that extent. And I should clarify because... I had a few people people emailing me based on what we talked about on Sunday. We're talking about how the one mandate is fake or at least doesn't exist yet. That's the one on private employers with 100 right. or more employees. The mandate for federal workers or federal That's contractors. real. Yeah. That one's out there. Yeah. So maybe Southwest is under that one. Why? Why would that? Maybe they have some small federal contracts. I don't know. But why would that be all encompassing for whatever? You- I doubt that federal contracts are the majority of their revenue. It's, there's no way that's true. But maybe they're saying they have to do it for that reason. Anyway, yeah, uh, what a mess for that company. And <laughs> watching other airlines uh, um, perform comparatively well, not having these issues, we're supposed to believe that it's just uh, like some air traffic control shortage and some weather issue that's only hitting Southwest. Yeah, uh, we're good uh, on TV stream as well. Okay. Um, incompetent hands. I'm pro-vax for every dude. Sure, it's experimental therapy on emergency approval, but if all men are vaxxed, my seat will be worth more than all them bitcoins. <laughs> to the moon, ladies. I heard that it's at fifty-eight thousand right now. Is it? I haven't. I haven't. I'm looked. rich for <laughs> well, five minutes, and then I'm gonna I, be super poor in a week. I feel I don't, I don't. like many people. I feel very stupid because uh, a few years ago I was gifted one bitcoin. You know, like. Back when its value was significantly lower. And I, <laughs> I eventually I got sick of the volatility and I was like, eh, I'll just take what this is worth. Good for me. Um, that was a dumb mm-hmm. decision. Shouldn't have done that. I, I kept did. that one Bitcoin donation that I got. Well, you made the smart choice. I did not. And then I sold most of my Bitcoin uh, the day before the election because I thought that it was going to crash. Huh. That was really dumb. That was dumb. Well, you still, you still made money, I guess. Uh, yeah. um, but anyway, to the point... Bitcoin has cleared 58,000. So it's all time high is what? 64, I think something like that. So 69. did it get that high? It's, it's closing in. I think it's it closing. almost broken. What is it at now? It's uh, just over 58, 58.2. Wow. And wow. the all time high, according to Coinbase was 60, almost 65. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. I know things about cryptocurrency. Okay. David Amber, criminal lawyer. What is going on here with dark enlightenment? Got, yeah, that was a disaster. Uh, long time <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was trying to ask questions to learn, but I don't, I'm not cool the enough to know. The best way to make me engage with the caller is to get on here and immediately insult me. That's Well, I mean, I like, sometimes I like the bit. I just didn't really get the bit. I wasn't, I wasn't you sure know, where he was going with being it. Being mean to somebody in some ways is a, an act of endearment, but it's got to yeah. be done correctly 
I don't know. Maybe I missed the... I'm too old to get the comedy, as always. Uh, yeah. Logged on, John. Ooh, now I want to read Blonde's text messages. Um, <laughs> it's like if Andrew Anglin did a bunch of cocaine, that's what his text <laughs> messages would, would be like. Queen of the nerds. Uh, no donation. Thank you, Superman. Matt and I once made love. He's the real man of steel, fellas. <laughs> Thank you. You act too Long queer. John. No. Matt and I once made love. The Scando's queen, the Scando Queen's meat massage was top tier, but it could not compare to my skills as a bunghole engineer. Was I, that, I kn- that that rhymed? I probably should not have invited the super chats with the reading of the LGBT, the official Wikipedia list of LGBT slang terms. That's the article I was looking at. If you want to check it out yourself. Uh, Laser 47. When asked if he would save the world, Superman replied, I could go either way. Gruden said, oh, look, he's got cheeks of steel, Fleece Johnson, then exclaimed Booty Warrior. Are we going to talk about this on Sunday? The John Gruden thing? The, no, the gay Superman thing. Oh, I haven't looked at that that much. They just, what did they do? They just made a comic where he's gay? I haven't looked yeah. at the story very much. Super gay, yeah. Okay. Alex Karras, Matt and I once had lunch again. The seasoning was bad. There was too much salt. I'm fine with that. That's wholesome. Uh, Getting your seasoning correct is difficult. Yeah. Breeze, a friend of mine paid the nurse $100 to squirt the syringe on the floor. He's now officially vaccinated. That is fucking great. Dude. That, Only $100? He bought off a nurse. Wow. I would never uh, I would never advocate such a thing because it might be like fraud or criminal implications. I'm not sure. But um, can I admire the cleverness? It's just, wow. you know, standard bribery. It's not that clever, but yeah, it's but brave. That, that's a big ask for that nurse, though, to you, you man, uh, you're you're asking him or her to to commit fraud at work and probably put their own job at serious risk by doing it. So a hundred dollars sounds like a sweet deal to me if if that actually happened. We're good. OK, well, we will uh, come back to the chats at the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. I know a fat guy is up next. What's on your mind, man? Hey, uh, a few days ago, me and my buddies were sitting down just talking and we started talking about like everything that was going on. And then we started talking about, well, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is Mm going to happen. We did this. So I want to give you three events that I think are going to happen next year. After I give you those, we can just talk about however you want about them. Right. Okay. All right. First one, because of the economy, inflation, the supply shortage, the energy crisis that's on the way, uh, the Fed will stop buying securities and also start buying equities, mainly stocks. That'll be one. Okay. Two, because of two Supreme Court decisions that will come down, the uh, Joe Biden will start nominating judges in an attempt to act the Supreme Court. <laughs> okay. And Three, he will declare a climate emergency because Congress won't do what he wants, bypass them like Trump did with the wall. Yeah. And start trying to do stuff that way. So are you asking us to say which one is most likely or just opine on any of them? Just opine on any of them. Okay. I I think two and three are more likely just because, well, I don't know. You're the financial guy, I know. Like, why would the Fed even bother with buying real assets when they can just make their own in uh, situation it. one. It's, it's a thing called uh, the wealth effect. So if you're looking at like your stock portfolio and it's yeah. like higher, you feel wealthier, you're more likely to spend money. 
Plus, there's a lot of pension money tied up in uh, stocks and 401ks. So their idea would be to pump up people's stock portfolios so that they feel better. So they go out and spend. So they go and spend more money. Yeah. Not. I thought it was like to I thought it was to give themselves more to give the Fed more solvency or security. But that's not people even feel wealthier with stock portfolios anymore. I mean, does anybody Mm. really trust the stock market at this point? This might be becoming obsolete. There, there are a lot. Uh, it's not as much in the younger generation, but think of the older generation because they're heavily vested in it. Yeah. On the uh, oh. Supreme Court, I could see, I could totally see the court packing effort happen. What do you think the most likely decisions to do that would be? Have you thought about that? Oh yeah, I, I've already plotted them out because uh, okay, the first one's coming up in November. It's the New York City gun case. Yeah. And. The other one is the one coming up in December, which is the abortion case from Mississippi. Yep. So and, if you uh, so if both of those go the wrong way as far as Joe is concerned, you think that would be enough? Uh, I think that would be well. Uh, the gun case, I think you know they're going to say you can't deny, you, you got to allow uh, uh, like self defense as a reason to grant a permit, and they're going to be allowed to carry outside the house for New York City. I think that's mm-hmm. where they're going to rule. And that's just going to piss off the left. In the abortion case, and they kind of open it up to more restrictions, that's going to throw them into insanity. Well, why do you think we've had this question come up? There's not a lot of noise being made about that case. And yet it is a case that challenges the heart of Roe. Mississippi is formally asking the Supreme Court to overturn Roe. And the Women's no March stuff happened just like a couple weeks ago. And I mean, it's mentioned, but it's not at the forefront of all the news broadcasts. Why are they kind of letting this exist in the background when this is a direct assault on their most sacred right, the right to kill your children in utero? Yeah, I, I do see that. I, I do see it on, on especially progressive media. They are talking about it and they're going to mm. protest it. It's just when the decision comes down, that's when it's going to be, you know, the end all because everyone's, mm-hmm. you know. Distracted by the shiny object that's currently flashing. Yeah. And we don't get to know that till June, probably. <laughs> no, you, can it could get... be, you, you could be March. Yeah, I guess it could be. It won't be until into next year, although we might get some tells from the arguments in court, I guess. But and there'll be protests outside. Someone yeah. brought this up. What does it say about our society that there's more protests outside the Supreme Court than there is outside Congress? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, on the last one, uh, I think that's almost a guarantee that they're going to yeah. extend that they're going to use coronavirus emergency declarations to extend into any number of areas. But climate seems like a natural extension. So I, I that it, that one's all but a guarantee to me. Yeah, but he's going to use it to try and get around. And it, it's not it hasn't come out yet, but they're projecting that CO2 levels for 2021 are going to be kind of like the highest ever on record. So once that comes out, that's going to blow him. And the fact that he can't get anything through Congress. And I think he'll do it with guns, too, the next year. And working uh, in your favor on these predictions, if (laughs) depending on the fortification of the next election, let's say that that the predictable thing happens and Republicans gain control in the House, Senator both. And then Joe is really done in Congress. Yeah. He, he's not going to get anything done. All the more reason for him to do these um, executive power grabs that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's more likely they'll do stuff like that. Uh, you know, once, I think it's a virtual guarantee unless something turns around like coronavirus just dies off. 
They'll have to move on eventually. Then again, I was saying that this time last year, aren't people sick of this crap? We're, (laughs) we're done. Let's stop doing this. And yet here we are and people are still doing it. So maybe not, maybe it's maybe it'll last way longer than I expect. I I think at some point he'll just declare victory. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that'll be it. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to go. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to ask you, Matt. Are you still doing anything with columns? Your like, um yeah so well the only column that i've written on the site is i do the movie review column each week and then i have um a friend of mine or and a a listener of the show in town his name's warren and he does bi-weekly lengthy kind of thought pieces on the website as well his column's called the outback observer yeah yeah i've seen the books that he writes (laughs) he he's very thorough he's very thorough but um but yeah, he's he's doing those biweekly. He has had some uh, life interruptions the last month or so, so it's been a little uh, it's been a little less frequent than earlier in the summer. But um, it's still ongoing, yeah. And then um, it's possible that I might expand it into uh, later on as we go. But this this spring and summer was kind of a just an experiment with putting some more written material up on the website and seeing what we can do with it. Okay. Yeah, and and maybe I'll I don't know I like doing the movie review column, but it's obviously yeah, it's not been fun. It's not, uh, it's not my bread and butter. You know, it's kind of a side thing. Okay. I yeah. wrote up a, a piece of what would happen if we defaulted on the debt for like some of my left-leaning friends ah. to like alleviate their, their like the world is ending if we, if we default. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this, like I'm, I'm open to hosting um, written products on the website. If people are doing them regularly, uh, that that's the one thing I worry about is like, I don't want to have just kind of one offs here and there. And then you don't know how long okay. it's going to be. But if you, if you are interested or anybody in the audience is interested in contributing on a, a regular basis, and I'll kind of leave that up to your own definition. It could be weekly, daily, monthly, whatever you want to do. But I just, I kind of need a, a some regularity okay. to it. Um, the other, and send me an email. This goes for anybody. The other complicating factor is it, it, all of this is sort of new. So it's kind of like, if it's something that you enjoy doing for its own sake, I'm not necessarily offering paid positions presently. Cause I just don't know yeah. what the, you know, what the financial value of it is to be able to make that kind of offer. I could write a nice column, how flannels never coming back. <laughs> Flannel never left. Uh, but, but yeah, if, if you, if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and send me an email. We can talk about it. All right. Sure. I'll get out of here. Thanks for yeah. the thoughts. See you later. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's see. Who's up next? Uh, Swiftner. Swiftner, you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Hear me? Yes, sir. Hey. Well, awesome. Sorry about them. Technical difficulties. Shout out oh. to Dangerous Spaces. He is the man. Yeah, he's he's doing uh, great work behind the scenes, and we appreciate that. Discord works in mysterious ways. I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes it an adventure, which we all appreciate. Yeah. Um. All right, so congratulations on your child i know it's been a long time since i've had an opportunity to well thanks i, make I appreciate that. this show yeah so i thought i'd start with sort of a messaging red pill mm-hmm. in my day-to-day life i've started adopting the framing of asking people you know are you from free country what's free country like whatever and then oppressed territory and people seem to be responsive to that at least in my travels between oppressed territory where i'm currently doing a work gig and then free country for me south dakota and you're just talking to go gotcha you're just talking different regions of the u.s yeah 
Correct. And in between, yeah. people seem to now be, if you ask them, well, you know, where are you from? And they tell you like a blue state, you're like, oh, so you're not in free country. And they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you said you're trying to move to South Dakota thing. or you live there now? I am in between in a bunch of different ways. But okay. I decided to go full nomad just to be able to completely cut ties. I am almost completely, like physically, I'm completely moved out of oppressed territory. What part um, of South administratively, Dakota? They'll come and get uh, you. So, yeah, South Dakota. Um, so kind of like the Black Hills, Badlands area. Yeah, man, so I'll South see you there in a few years, I think, potentially. We were, we were uh, there for the 4th of July. It was, it was great fun. And, and property is still fairly reasonable, at least compared to here. It's fairly reasonable. Yeah, I like, I, I mean, I've been driving back and forth a lot, getting all my things moved physically. So all my physical yeah. assets, everything is in storage there now. And it has been a real breath of fresh air just interacting with those folks. But so, some administrative uh, stuff keeps bringing me back to oppressed territory, which is a little <laughs> annoying. It's been lots of road trips. I didn't mean yeah. to get off your point there. So you were saying messaging as far as talking about um, free territory. What did you call it? Free territory and oppressed territory? Well, free country. Free country. That's a free county, free state. Yeah free city, free town inside free country. So broadly, seems like the polarity now is there's free country, which I think is the framing we can adopt that everyone gets a hold of um, pretty easily and oppressed territory being everything else. So what's the value in doing that in your experience? Oh, well, well it's kind of clarity. So for some folks, it's like, oh, well, you know, where are you from? They're like, well, we're trying to move out to Texas from California. It's like, oh, so you're trying to get to free country. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think the value in doing that is if we don't adopt that framing, they're going to smear us with something else. So with uh, all yeah. the conversation around either um, separation or secession, I think we just need to start saying like, hey, listen, some of us still live in free country. Everyone else, that's oppressed territory. Yeah. Just, this is what we are. If they want to throw any other slurs at it, it's fine. But I think get out messaging in front of it that that's where we're standing free country, free state, free County. That's, that's who we are. We just want to be left alone. We're happy to leave you alone. You live in oppressed territory. Well, okay. Either, you know, figure out how to deal with it, vote differently or get to free country. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because their, their accusation is always oppression too, or at least the progressive yeah. true believers is that oppression true. is what this country is all about, but not in the way that you're talking about. They, they would say that free country is oppression. Um, right. In which enough. case we'd say, how odd because you're all staying there. So yeah, knock yourself out. Hmm. Okay. I like but that yeah. though. That's uh, it's good branding. Yeah. Well, I think that like, like anything with the left that comes from the progressive extreme, they're going to call it something. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Just bet. It's the opposite of what they call it. It's probably closer to the truth. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I think the majority of people have trouble inverting that because words should mean something. Sources of words mean something, too, because when we say free country, we mean it. When they say free country, they mean stay here so we can take your shit and give it to somebody else. And if you want to leave that, that's because you're an oppressor that just wants to go be free to oppress people somewhere else. It's like, yeah, they have to jump through semantic hoops to make that work. Well, thank you for the call and congrats on your move to free country. Or at yeah, least I hope what's you can process. cut all those ties. Yeah. Yeah. Working on it. Looking forward. Perhaps I will there, see you in Deadwood. We can gamble in a few years. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Check out Sturgis or something. 
Yeah. Well, all right. you all have a great night. Glad I made it through. Keep on Congrats, keeping man. on. Thanks. All right. Bye. Either that or, uh, you know, I'll come up to the whatever compound situation is in North Idaho when the time comes. It's either Beartari or the Black Hills. One of the two. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Fed Bear is coming for all of us. <laughs> well, that was one answer that he had that surprised me. The fact that he's not at all worried about uh, law enforcement, but specifically federal law enforcement intrusion or well, infiltration. Local, local law enforcement here is pretty cool. They know what's yeah, up. Yeah, but that's so. the trouble. Fed Bear is not local law I know, enforcement. I know. But I wonder if local law enforcement would still push back against federal law enforcement. Well, a lot of local law enforcement at the time of Ruby Ridge, or at least the Idaho justice system, was not down with what happened. They tried to prosecute FBI sniper man. And for a bunch of bullshit reasons, that guy, yeah. uh, they couldn't successfully prosecute him in Idaho. They tried to prosecute him for murder for sniping Vicki Weaver. Yeah, but um, you have to do something preemptively. Yeah. Trying to prosecute, trying to use the legal system after something like that happened. Who fucking cares? It's like, it, I think that if feds came out here and tried to just to kill everybody in North Idaho, that local law enforcement would probably turn on them. Hmm. Well, we shall see. Uh, next up is not a real name. Nada. Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, did you guys see the video Kamala Harris put out this week? Yes. <laughs> the fake, Psycho. the child actor thing. How weird. Yeah. Uh, Everything any- that comes from them is fake. Yeah. For anyone listening, who's not in the know. Kamala Harris put out a uh, video about or talking about NASA's space stuff with uh, five very excited young children hanging on to her every word. Except as it later turned out, those five very excited young children were actually five very young and excited child actors, actors. who were being paid to do this. Where did she post this job listing? Beats me. Yeah. Apparently they don't trust her around real children. Or they probably have real difficulty getting real children to be enthused around her and uh, and whatever she's talking about. That is also a probability, not just a possibility. <laughs> Personally, as I was watching it, I was just thinking she looks like she's trying to hide that she's coked off her mind through the whole thing. <laughs> she's too old to be doing cocaine. Well, never too old. Don't ask how I know that. Because <laughs> you're a 75 year old man who's on cocaine right now. Yeah, I'm not quite that old by a factor of three, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Blonde in the voice chat earlier, or sorry, not the voice chat, the general chat earlier. Someone was posting about you uh, showing your feet on one of the streams. It was a long time ago. I'm a different person now. Didn't we? I thought the only time we did that, we did it together. We did it together, and it was yeah. like. It was like five years ago. It's like Wait, first on, year of the what? show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I do not have nice feet. Like some women have like day. I have these like long, thin toes. Hmm. It's fucking gross. My, my feet look like I'm walking on my hands. They're disgusting. Sound like they're perfect for a jar exhibit. Maybe. Hmm. That's actually where I was going with that. Uh, I responded <laughs> with, she already posted a toe video. He wanted her to do, find a whole foot next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'd love that yeah uh more feet of not not my own of course in jars i just want to have a room that's just filled with with body parts and jars is that so much to ask people die all the time come on is your eventual goal to build a frankenstein part two uh no no i have no interest in that i'm not sciencey you know (laughs) oh that's too bad 
You All right. have some more ambition in your body part collection. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Thanks you for, for the comment. Any, any final thoughts from you? That's all. Thanks for producing. All right. Well, have a great night. Appreciate it. You as well. Okay. Time for a couple more here. For the Republic is up next. Mr. Republic, you there? Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. Hello, sir. Thanks for taking my call. It's been a while. Of course. Thanks for calling in. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time I called in was actually before your son was born, Matt. So congratulations. Sure. Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hope everyone's still doing well. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's in good health as far as we know. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just uh, he, 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 he chugs more milk than I ever thought a baby possibly could, <laughs> which is a, a good sign. He, I, he chugs milk until he passes out like a drunk on the sidewalk. That's what I say. I know he's or done. Or vomits and then keeps nursing he doesn't really uh, spit up too badly but he's yeah that might get more become more of a problem as he gets a little older we'll see well, then you throw in the you know, nap times and gosh that kid's got it made yeah drunk yeah. all the time and sleeping he's been pretty good we've only had a couple terrible nights so i know some people experience massive sleep loss and i've experienced some but it has not been as dramatic as a lot of people have described to me well glad to hear it yeah and oh, I heard you actually did end up getting him a, a a rifle as a first gift. That's awesome. I I did, yeah. The audience um uh, gifted that, um, or at least gifted the gift certificate for uh, with which I could make the selection. And it's a uh, it's a little Savage Bolt Action twenty two, and oh, um, it's got like an, a really cool American flag stock on it. And it uh, it has not been fired. It is still in the box. It'll be stored until the day and the time is right. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I I can imagine you're going to love teaching him how to shoot it. And, yeah, you know, it'll be cool. And all those life lessons of responsibility and honing a skill and I suppose the philosophy behind, you know, what that rifle represents. Yeah. And I was reading a, 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 about people, about um, just what what dads generally think about when to teach a son and how to do it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, but what you're talking about was, was really important in what I was reading the symbolism of what it represents responsibility, self-sufficiency, uh, all those things are, are very important to teach a young man. And it's not just um, the skill of hitting the target though. That's important. It's, it's everything that that firearm represents. And those are the lessons that are going to go uh, along with it, which I can't wait for. Oh yeah. Well, you know, congrats. And, uh, you know, you're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so I was talking the other day with a, a good friend of mine about the uh, vaccine mandates. And my friend is currently in a fairly precarious position as his company has stated that anyone not vaccinated by the end of the year will be terminated. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend had COVID last year. I mean, I mean it basically gave him the sniffles for two days. Yeah. And he's still currently looking at his options right now, you know, up to and including a religious exemption on the grounds of the vaccine's use of aborted fetal cell lines. Right. Um, but you know, here's here's hope, and he's but he's he's looking at all options, and nothing's quite off the table yet. But he has, you uh, said, till the end of the year. He, yes. Uh, okay. I believe, technically speaking, he has to be quote fully vaccinated by the end of the year. So. Oh, okay. Maybe, so really, until like on, maybe mid December at the latest. To take the first dose, almost Thanksgiving, maybe by yeah. around that time. So, well, there I, I know I haven't a, I haven't looked, and I know I I know I assume he's not in 
uh, New York's jurisdiction, but I, I did see that no. there was that one court decision on the religious, uh, the religious grounds or religious refusal that maybe uh, some people seem to think is a little bit promising. That, that doesn't influence your state, obviously, but maybe um, there's uh, if there's a case built elsewhere, sometimes it's a, a successful case in another state can sometimes be successfully argued in another one. You know, one yeah, domino falls, I the mean, rest start to go. I mean, his biggest issue here is that he works for a company which is a subsidiary of a, a massive uh, fence contractor. Okay. Basically, uh, he's a you know engineer. So, and those big companies, I mean, they all fall under that. Be actually, you know, the the executive mandates and all that kind of stuff. So that's even uh, outside of the you know the non-existent, maybe going to happen one hundred. Uh, employee cap businesses yeah yeah so it's so there's another little wrinkle there for him but during our conversation we were talking about how actually like unscientific all this has been in regards to the near complete ignoring of you know natural immunity because you know once again i know nobody talks about it yeah i mean and my my friend he's had covid yeah, you know, and just the other day, I mean, they there have been over twenty, almost thirty, some studies that have demonstrated that there's a strong and robust immune response following the COVID recovery. Right, the, and you have yeah. to think, why do they not care about this? Why? Well, and that's yeah, and that's just it. You know, so why is natural immunity being completely ignored from the equation, and why is it only you know vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and not vaccinated and or immune versus vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the the more precise way to phrase it. You're right. Yeah, and and we basically came up with two answers. And the the first is, you know, something truly nefarious is afoot here. You know, tinfoil hat, be it population control, increasing just pure governmental control and direct power, uh, any of that kind of stuff. There has to be a secondary motive. Yeah, whatever it is, there has to be one. Yes. Well, and then the second answer we came up with is it all boils down to the one of the oldest of human vices, just pure greed. Because there's an there's, element to both, definitely. Yeah, and so there's there's no because there's no profit to be had in a population that has no need for a shot every, you know, half a year now or so. Yeah. And so I just thought I'd get your guys' you know thoughts on which side you're leaning. Is it you know is there something really nefarious, or is it mostly greed with a with probably a few bad actors going for something yeah. nefarious? I think that anything nefarious is going to be um, it's going to be kind of collateral damage. I don't know that I don't know how intentional it is because on the on the one hand we're like, well, this is this is an unproven, untested vaccine, which is true, but that also means that they didn't have time to to, you know, Jerry rigs some kind of monstrosity that's going to destroy fertility in the next two generations also. So I think it's probably not going to do anything maybe dangerous in the future, mostly greed. And then more than that, I think it's just control of the population. Yeah, I would agree. Like it, it's clearly lining some pockets, but, um, but it, it, I, th- I think the whole thing, even it's not just the vaccine, the exercise and lockdowns and all the other measures we've put in place. I just think it's a great experiment in seeing how much they can push people and actually get them to do it. I, I think it's, I think a lot of it is just simply that what could we make them do if we tried and yeah. 
you can you can make a few bucks while doing that at the same time. They're not even mutually exclusive. I, I tend not. I, I don't know that I buy into the theories that they're trying to kill everybody and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who knows who to the point you made earlier with if they have absolutely no interest in immunity, which is what we sh- the 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 distinction we should be making if we grant the mm-hmm. premise that this is a truly risky and dangerous virus is immune or not. And to the extent they only care about one particular method of supposed immunity, there has to be a secondary motive. So just take your pick on what you think it is. Yeah, I mean, well, and like Blondo, you were saying, I mean, what's the old saying? Uh, never let a crisis go to waste. Well, yeah. Jen Psaki stood up at the podium and said exactly she that. She said that. She, yeah, we, yeah, we have to fundamentally change the economy and the, the pandemic is a great opportunity for that. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Glad I know how you really feel. <sighs> no kidding. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Appreciate it. You guys have a great night. You, as you well. too. Okay, Dan Ellenwood is going to get last word. We'll probably have to be quick here because we're a little past time. But Dan, oh, if you're are. there. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, we'll have to be a little brief just because we're past time. But if you have a quick thought or two, we'll take it. Sure, yeah. So my wife actually wanted to ask a question and I'll ask it for her. Uh-huh. Um, we're both not religious, um, but we do kind of want that community aspect. Um, and her question is like, is it weird to join a church if you're not really religious at all? Or um, does it kind of be, is it kind of weird? Would you guys think of that was weird? What are your thoughts? No, I think no, that's... I think it's great. Uh, and, and, you know, it might, it might come later. Whatever gets you through the doors of the church. I used to go to this youth group because the guys were really hot and they always had McDonald's there. And I remember <laughs> hearing some girl uh, be like, I, I don't really care why people are coming. Like if, if it gets the foot in the door and then we can spread the the word of, of Jesus Christ, then it's effective in some way. And I kind of feel like that in terms of people seeking community through faith, maybe the faith will follow. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a totally I, legitimate reason to go to church. I think about it all the time. I have an, I have an intellectual or theoretical curiosity in faith, as we talk about on this show all the time. But even beyond that, I have a uh, I'm I'm really looking for community. I'm looking for families in a similar situation to ours that I know have some baseline moral character that I can count on. And where else do I find them? Uh, I don't know that yeah. there is a single greater place yeah. than your community church. So I don't think that's weird or I think that's actually highly advisable. I think that's a smart decision to do. And you'll meet wholesome okay. friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were kind of thinking too. Um, we just didn't really know, I guess, from a person who goes to church, what their perspective would be. Cause um, we don't really know many people like that, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we never really grew up in the church or anything like that. All I mean, my friends the, go to different churches. What's the worst thing that happens? You walk into a church and you realize, okay, I don't believe what they're preaching, and also the people here are weird. You just don't go there again. <laughs> don't go anymore. But best yeah. case scenario, you meet <laughs> high quality people of solid moral character who will help you for the rest of your life. Yeah, high upside, basically no downside. Yeah, that's true. That just reminds me, real quick. Um, I listened to this active self-protection podcast um they interviewed Stephen williford um oh yeah the, yeah and like the first 20 minutes of the podcast or maybe 10 but 
it was just him talking about his community and his church. Um, and can you explain who he is for the audience just so they remember? Yeah, he was the, um, the guy who took down the Sutherland spring shooter in Texas. Yeah. Um, and just real quick, um, like he has some land down in Texas and a bunch of kids and his kids live on his land in different houses. And, you know, he has his own compound basically down there. Um, Mm. and his church, like every Sunday after church, they would just all go to the shooting range and they would have a blast. Like the dads would keep teach the kids and the moms would do their own shooting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, legit. And then after that, the dads would do their own shooting and they'd have crazy competitions every week. Yeah. And they did it for years. Yeah. I um, want to go to church and meet Stephen Williford. That's what I want to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I highly recommend that uh, episode cool. of that podcast. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to him on Stephen Crowder's show not long after the incident. And it's like, damn this santa claus looking old man is exactly who you want as a neighbor and exactly who you want as a friend exactly yeah. and you know where to find him so go find him just mormons and stephen williford that's yeah. all i want from <laughs> yes you. all right thank you man and good luck thank you have a good night you as well that's uh not to demean the question because i think it's a an important question that's obviously on my mind as well but it's just commentary on the state of our country to think um to, to ask for a piece of advice and say, is it weird to go to church? Yeah. <laughs> is it, I know. Is it weird? I'm having thoughts weird? of like attending, attending church. And again, What's I don't say that in me? a mocking way because I am too, but it just, it tells you the state of our country right now. It's probably not good. I think that people are worried about violating the integrity of, of church or like going to yeah. church for the wrong reasons. I don't know that there are really any wrong reasons to go to church. Well, and unless you're in, staking out the place so that you can rob it. I, and I say that in, in church, you're, you're likely to find people of high moral character, which I, I assume and hope is true. At the same time, you're also probably likely to find people who have had tremendous moral failures in their life and are looking and to get back on there. track. Yeah. So it's not like everybody in there is a uh, theological expert or the most morally pure person you've ever encountered. But everybody's kind of looking for the same thing, which is community and some sort of moral structure in their lives. And, and you can certainly come together on that. You going to start going to church? I have put a lot of thought to it and I've been saying that for forever. Um, Maybe the difficult thing for me, as I've mentioned is it's typically a Sunday thing, which is like, that's just a non-starter with my work schedule. It doesn't have to be Saturday mass. Yeah, it's possible. I I remain open to it. And especially it's not like uh, I want to, to have uh, friends or be friends with other families in our same situation, not just so I have people to relate to, but because I need friends for my son. I need uh, potential babysitters or just people to help me out in an emergency or whatever else. I need all that networking and I'm a little bit low on that right now. So I think about it for the same reasons that he's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, but I'll have, I have to find one that's not going to make me wear a mask and like, you know, talk about progressive politics, which I know are some of the religious institutions in this town. Catholics are pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Time to take some uh, email questions as a reminder, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us an email question. The one place to do that is on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. You can use the call in show question form there on the page. 
Long Dong John is up first. He says, are you familiar with the term access journalism? Would you consider things government uh, press conferences? Sorry, maybe that was mistyped. Things like government? Thing, yeah. yeah, okay. Things like government press conferences to be a form of this, as in softball us, don't ask hard questions, or you don't get to come back. Should this be abolished? I don't know the term. I have to, I've, I've not heard the term before. So, you know, like they only take uh, journalists that they know their organization, they know where they're coming from, they know they're mm. going to be there at, at, at government press conferences. Yeah, I would love it if lay people could go to these things. They just can't because it'll end with heads yeah. on pikes. Well, I don't think certainly I don't think any private figure has an obligation to grant an interview with anybody. But I assume he's talking about just government officials, Mm -hmm. which that's not really a violation of your rights as a government official to say that you're going to take questions from whoever that's we can make that part of the job as the public if we wanted. So should we should we just mix it up? Should we make Jen Psaki actually have a call in show like this one? (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, um, I, I think I, I don't think we could abolish it, but it would be awesome. I'd be in favor. I mean, you're kidding yourself if you think the relationship between these people doesn't play a role in what you're watching. These people all know each other. They of have course. drinks together at night. Their yeah. their kids all go to school together. They they're not going to actually go after the representative of the president because they want to have that cozy relationship with that person. Exactly. Yeah. So. And there's no need. There's really no need for it to be done in person like that anymore. You could do it all over the Internet and have people from all across the country ask questions like that. You could have a lottery. Think how fun that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I get to ask Jen Psaki a question. Uh, wouldn't that oh, be man. something? How many people would just ask her about her pubic hair? <laughs> I could, okay, Jen, I got to know. <laughs> we gotta know that was, Jen that was part of um, that was another line in Dave Chappelle's special was this this transgender friend of his had blonde hair was presenting as like a blonde haired woman and someone was heckling this transgender person and asked do does the carpet match the drapes and the response was I don't have carpet I have hardwood floors <laughs> All right, it didn't land for you, I guess. But it's funny because he's a man with a penis. That's why it was funny. Ugh, gross, gross. Gross man. Next up is Jay. Okay, Jay. Uh, why are all my peers' marriages failing? I'm 32, married at 25, and I now have more divorced former classmate, churchmate friends, and married one all across ones all across the religious and political spectrum. My wife is currently talking with the wives in three marriages in the process of coming apart. Our own marriage is great, but we know we could be doing more. Hmm. What's causing this hyper individualism in a self-centered society, lack of real commitment to moral principles in general, the lack of economic incentives to stay together due to a relative abundance, poor selection. It just makes me legitimately depressed when it seems that it's more likely for my wife to tell me old friends of ours split up than to give me the good news, like them uh, getting a new house or having a baby. I think some of this is um, your personal bias because uh, I don't have any divorced friends like one of one group of my friends is divorced or one couple is getting divorced and that's it's the only couple that i know everybody else is married and they're doing fine yeah maybe it's an unlucky draw i suppose that said i don't have i'm in a different situation entirely where a lot of my friends are just unmarried yeah they just have never married right I, I don't, it's hard for me to say what's going on with your personal friends I and mean, it could be a variety of factors but i think that 
I'm not sure you should be letting your wife talk to women that are getting divorced. <laughs> Crack down on that right away. Well, seriously, I yeah. mean, they're they're probably. I think a lot of it is this um this concept of romantic love. Like people are always like, well, you have to you have to love your spouse. Like, no, you don't. If you have kids, uh, it doesn't matter if you. It's love a your different spouse. way. People yeah. think like it's going to be a first date forever. It's not. It and but that doesn't no. mean that you. It's it's just a different long term committed love is different than the butterflies of having a connection with somebody for the first time. That's true. But what I'm saying is like if you feel if you have children, and you feel like you're not in love with your partner anymore. That is not grounds for divorce. It's not. Fucking oh, no, grounds I, for I, divorce. I wouldn't agree with that either. Like, yeah, you just get over it and you find things to respect about your partner and start trying to, to build it back up again. Like well, as a society, why do we why do we start doing this? No matter who you're married to. It's going yeah. to take effort to maintain. You're going to get bored. You're going yeah. to, yeah. you're going to have, you're going to lose some of that magic and it takes work like anything else to maintain it and to keep it going and, and to preserve it. So, yeah, it's, but as far as what might be causing marriages All to never happen or fail among our right. peers, uh, I, I'll chalk it up to just how badly we've screwed up gender roles in general. There's a lot of marriages not happening because we have a generation of women conditioned to believe that that's an act of subservience to men um, and that it's going to make them unhappy. We also have men a, aren't taking a leadership role. Men. Yeah, exactly. Men aren't taking a leadership role. There's a lot of situations where men are. Um, I'm not trying to take a shot at anybody doing this, but where where women are breadwinners, for example, I understand that. You know, yeah. sometimes that's what happens. But I do believe that when women are breadwinners, it often ends up in a sort of a state of resentment between the man and the woman. Yeah. It's not that I mean, no, no. I think when a woman, when the woman is earning a significant portion of the household income and is doing the majority of the childcare, she like looks at her husband. She's like, what's the point of you? Yeah, I can see that. So what's what screwed up a lot of our society messing with the nature of men and women and pretending the lines totally. between them don't exist and no fault divorce of course is a yeah a, an offshoot of that as well yeah um, and just philosophically i mean i grew up when i was younger too there's there's so many influences in life that teach you that oh don't get settled down you won't have any you time or like you're gonna yeah uh, who cares i've never i've never been happier uh, than i am now with a yeah. wife and a son and exactly. it's, it's a different kind of happy. It's not the same happy as like, oh, I'm on the beach with my friends drinking beers. It's not that same sort of happy. It's a very content, fulfilled happy. Right. And it's Which a long term happy. Right. Yeah. XFD says, question at one point, at what point to the two ideals of only having close relationships with people who have only traditional based worldviews and keeping strong family relationships come in, come in conflict? Um how leftist and blue pill does a close family member like a sibling have to be before they cannot be relied on or even are exiled from the family? Ooh, this COVID thing has been, uh, it, it could not be a better litmus test. It's mm. like if somebody is willing to nuke family functions, make demands of you based on your vaccine, vaccine status or mask wearing, like uh, I would not tolerate any of that from any of my family members like relationship over. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have ideological requirements to maintain family relationships. Um, because I think that family relationships are very important. I think that they should be given an extra level of courtesy beyond a friend or an acquaintance because what, what keeps you healthy and in turn society healthy, it's solid families. That's the bedrock. Right. So yeah. even if your family member kind of pisses you off in pursuit of 
what's going to keep you in good shape and society as a whole in good shape. You maintain those. However, yeah. so it's not like, oh, man, you you like you think the communist manifesto is really cool or whatever. Um, if people start trying to intrude on my life and telling me what I have to do and entering the domain of my rights. That's where I would consider cutting them off. If you're actually coming into my home or trying to intrude upon my body with telling me to take certain medical treatments or not, that, and that's, outside of that's the what COVID I draw the thing, line. It used to be like, oh, this person's so quirky. They believe that we should live on a commune or I shouldn't use that as an example because I actually believe that now. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they believe in the communist manifesto and that we should have universal health care and all this other stuff. Like it, like it was like a quirk, but now it's like uh, these people are evil and they want yeah. me dead and it's it's not just like a little thing about their personality anymore uh so i don't i don't know what the answer to this question is all i can say is that COVID is is a really good way to try to figure it out yeah i guess if i could summarize it because i believe in family integrity as a high priority value i'll draw the line at those who threaten family integrity exactly i know that's a pretty broad way to phrase it but if they're coming into your family and trying to restructure it or telling you what to do with your life, your body, yeah, all of those them. things. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's a violation of that family integrity principle. They're not granting yeah. it to you. They're not allowing you to live your own life within that family. I don't know. That's probably too broad, but that's kind no, of the that, theory I helpful. take into that's it. That's true. Um, Overman Blonde, you seem to be on a Nick Cage kick. This is not a phase. I just love <laughs> Nicolas Cage. I always have. Yeah. Um, did you watch The Color Out of Space? It's a Lovecraft story. Are you a Lovecraft fan? No and no. I have not seen or I don't, I don't, what is Lovecraft? I don't know. I, I do is not it know. a video game. Mm -mm. I don't oh, think so. I, Let's look it up. Sorry, Overman. Let's find out real quick. Uh, is it he's an American writer of weird science, fantasy and horror. So he's a he's a writer. Sorry. I assume Maybe this is I'll, referring I'll to HP it. Lovecraft. If Nicolas Cage is in it, then I'm. I think it means uh, by Lovecraft. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I, need I need a long a... one. <laughs> Glad you got to read that one. Old what? Nick got you again. That would be Nick Gurr. He strikes again. What, what are uh... some... Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> go, we're go bad ahead, at this. Ahead. I just keep reading them. Uh, what are some childhood movies that you hold a high level of affection or nostalgia for? Um, Uncle Buck. Well, I've seen that movie like 50 times. That one was always close in the vote and never quite made it. And I probably would like it. Clueless. What about you? Well, certainly Home Alone, as we mentioned before. Um, I actually made my movie list in case I ever get to use it. And you'll be enraged by some of these. Um, but speaking of things I love, we, we just went down to the Museum of the Rockies today, which has one of the best dinosaur fossil collections in the world so jurassic park is on that list even though that's not a movie for kids but my dad did take me to see it when i was like seven Aww, sweet um so jurassic park's on there the rest of my movies aren't really childhood movies with the exception of good burger you ever see good burger <laughs> does it have great, uh great keenan movie. and cal in it yeah and also <laughs> uh it's good burger was uh you know the the Big screen adaptation of my childhood love of all that and, and Nickelodeon. So that was a big one. You liked all and, that? Oh, yeah. Loved loved Keenan and Kel. Loved Nickelodeon. Loved all that. Um, and then uh, The Lion King. The Lion King is by far my favorite Disney Aww. movie. And 
um, has a, it just, it's a movie. I actually, we were just talking about this yesterday. We we're driving home and saying, when we finally watched the lion King. Are we going to show them the original animated or the, the new live action one? And the live action one's like too real and scary. Um, but so I can't wait till the day that we get to watch my son and I get to watch you the Lion watch King the together one, right? and he gets it. He can understand it. Yeah. Cause I got to watch it with my dad and I, it's basically the only video game my dad has ever played in his life is the Lion King on Sega Genesis. And we couldn't beat it when I was like seven oh. years old. We could not finish that game. It was too challenging until I came home at like age 22. I played it on a PC port. This was like 2000 nine eight and i finally finished the lion king video game on a pc port and it's still crazy hard back before video games were meant to be finished really oh it's so hard yeah huh was your dad proud well uh i don't think he cared that much at that time that was just me it was 22 year old me or 21 on christmas break okay, dad, guess what? yeah i beat the lion king finally Turkey buzzard. Would y'all have any objections to interfering or having a discussion with jesse lee peterson i think that would be amazing uh, I love Jesse Lee Peterson. I think he's fantastic. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with that. I don't know him that well, but I've encountered his material here and there, and he seems like a, oh, a good, great. funny guy. So, a solid dude. Yeah, link us up. We we would do that. Um, Force Ghost Sean Connery. If authoritarian uh, Chinese Communist Party fell and was replaced with the Western style liberal democracy, <laughs> do you think this would be a good thing for the world? Does the current very self-interested and hostile CCP form a useful counterbalance to global homo Zog West? And would it actually be a disaster if they joined us? Yes, I think that you're you're definitely right. The CCP has got problems. It's got major problems. Such um, as? I mean, fundamental they, violation of people's rights, of human rights. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's it. But they are um, weathering the storm in turn in terms of this gender nonsense. Ah, they're doing a yeah. way better job. They're they're avoiding the globo homo stuff. And that in the yeah. end may end up being the more important cultural piece. Mm. They also are based on race. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that they turned into a. If there were a billion trannies out of china i think it would be a fucking disaster from for the world well i, I can see what you're saying because i think that they're violating fundamental moral truth with their treatment of human beings and their rejection of the natural rights of those human beings so obviously i'm going to oppose that however there's i i get what you're saying there's something to be said about fundamentally re, of rejecting the fundamental truth of say biological sex which we're mm-hmm. doing in this country yeah i, I think that both of the concept of natural rights has to be respected for your society to prosper biological reality about men and women, men and women and other truths about the natural world also have to be respected. So I guess I'd prefer a society that really uh, incorporates both and doesn't um, and doesn't reject certain pieces of truth. But I don't know. You're asking me to pick which one I guess is more consequential. I, think- I don't know. I'm sick of this, uh, this China as the boogeyman thing. I think it's preposterous. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're shifty Chinese communists. You just have to take them as that and, and take the well, good with the bad. I think they're, I think they're the biggest threat to our country. Would, or do you think there's a bigger one? Uh, I think that our internal threats are probably worse. Mm, I see. Maybe you the could biggest make a case. external threat to this country. I yeah. think that they're more of a threat than the Middle East. I mean, Israel, Israel, China. Is Israel itself is a threat to this country. Yeah, totally. Je- well how so do we want to talk about this it's, i think <laughs> well, it's a bad I, idea I underst- to go down this road i under i understand that like not wanting the investment um, okay. that exists it's, there but do they threaten the country 
I think that our financial exchange with Israel getting us more deeply involved in Middle Eastern affairs to which we have uh, no real fundamental interest yeah. is a grave threat to this country. Yeah, I get, I get, like the threat. relationship you think is is damaging. Huge. It's hugely, yeah. hugely damaging um, in terms of being like a an, an actual threat. Yeah, China's a problem, but I also... I also just don't see it in the same light as as most people on the on the right. Hmm. Well, for now, I want to live here over China. <laughs> for sure. For now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, well, talk to me in 10 years. Uh, dangerous yeah. spaces. Hey, guys, very random question this week. So I turned 40 on you old bastard on the first of November. Wow. I haven't given my family any ideas for gifts because honestly, I don't know what to ask for. There's not much I can think of that I want or need. So I figured I would ask you and maybe people in the chat. What are some gifts that you have given or received that have really stood out? Hmm. I know you may be inclined to say. We don't know what sort of thing you would like, but as I've already pointed out, I don't know that either figured maybe hearing from someone else might kickstart some ideas and get the creative juices flowing. Uh, P.S. I beat you this week. Discord, screw you, Discord, depending on whether or not I left you stuck without a caller this week. Um, it's okay. We were good. It was a good show. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to say this because I always get something for like. Like I get like a beauty treatment. Like I just got a vampire facial a few weeks ago. Hmm. It was disgusting <laughs> and really, really painful. It sounds gross. And like a lot of jokes could be made about it. You know, your plasma's white. Uh, I guess. I've, have you ever given blood and have the had the plasma when they when they put the you, they take the blood out, they put it in a centrifuge and remove just your blood cells. And then they put the plasma back in. That's what they yeah, did but- for the vampire facial. Oh yeah, it was it was really weird. You can feel yeah, they it. micro needle yeah. the the plasma into your face. Huh. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't know um, if he wants that. Get your balls waxed. How about that? Dangerous spaces. <laughs> the A gifts massage. That, the gifts that I appreciate are usually more experiences than stuff. Mm. Like oh, let's go do this trip. Uh, let's go have yeah. uh, like have a fun time together, or even just something as simple as a nice dinner. This stuff, stuff for me is less meaningful because stuff just occupies space. But also, most of the time when people buy you stuff, it's not the exact stuff that you would buy for yourself. You know, it's like right. sometimes it's you get little... stuff and you're like, oh, this, no. this isn't for me. That's why I like experiences a little bit better. Whether it's a a little trip, a dinner or something like that. And it's more memorable. It's nice to have memories with people instead of just a a thing on a shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, happy birthday of high quality knives will change your life. We just, when we refreshed our kitchen, you know, the air fryer, the, the new block of knives. Yeah. You can, I, I I forgot what a, what a sharp knife was. Everything is just sliced with ease. Yeah. I got these new knives and I yesterday I was just chopping this onion. My eyes didn't even burn. Mm. I was like, whoa, this is life changing. Well, happy birthday. Dangerous. Happy birthday, well. you old bastard. Um, incompetent hands. I looked up the word infantilization and it is stunted growth done to you by narcissistic people. This creates a vicious cycle. Is that really what the definition is? This creates this vicious cycle where the infantilization breeds more narcissism. From kids in masks to Epstein and Nasir, Nasser, Nasser, you know, Larry the Michigan Nasser. State guy, um, Dr. 18 year olds, 
I'm just saying that wrong. To 18-year-olds who say not getting jabbed is, is selfish, our society doesn't care about kids. I become hyper aware of this and 30-year-old guys who are still stoked for comic book movies. Do you see a way to break the cycle or is this a facet of modernity? Might abortion be the ultimate fat, uh, infantilization? Mm. Uh, definitely, I think that's a really good point. The way to break the cycle, it's not going to be through any um, effort of our own. I mean, nature really takes care of business on this one and by um, through hardship people will end up being being hardened. They'll, they'll be forced to stop the cycle of infantilism. Yeah, patri- you make the point all the time. Patriarchy's coming back. It's coming back one There's way no or another. It. It's like, yeah. People act like the natural course and the natural progression of history is going to lead us to a matriarchal society. I'm like, are you people fucking listening to yourself? One way or another, whether or not it's a Chinese takeover, Muslim takeover, whatever, yeah. we will end well, up back at patriarchy. You, you, Everyone knows the saying about weak men creating hard times yeah, and that exactly creating right. strong yeah. men. You're watching that right now. You've got a weak yep. man in charge of this country, allegedly, and you're watching yeah. the hard times develop right in front of your face. How do you yeah. think we're going to get out of this? It is not it's not suddenly that Joe Biden's going to get it right and flip the switch correctly. We are going to have to have strong, capable men take over once again. And exactly. I hope that we all come to our senses and put them in leadership positions. That is often not the way that it happens. Uh, There there is increasing uh, hostility, violation of people's rights, other conflict that has to be settled the old fashioned manly way, which also uh, makes sure that only the tough dudes survive. to build that society on the other end of it. So yeah, yeah uh, get ready for the patriarchy and it's not, it's, it's not the coming. bigots who are bringing it. It's the, it's the infantilized men as you, as the, as the questioner identifies. That's a, if people understood the patriarchy was as total aside, if, if patriarchy was coming back one way or another, especially women in this country, wouldn't they prefer it if it were American men that, that were going to be the patriarchs of this society? Like, do do they really want to be enslaved by a bunch of fucking Chinese or Muslims? <laughs> That's uh, is it? Aren't there? I, I don't know if studies is the right word. There's a lot of historical demonstration that that women's loyalties are very malleable in that way, though. It's like. You know, a bunch yeah. of barbarians come through your town and kill all your men. And instead of being like, you bastards, it's like, all right, I guess You're you guys are the new now. men now. So, uh, you know, this way to the sh- to the to the hut, you can come impregnate me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how it goes. I, I know that it makes men hate women, but that's that's the way that we were built so that we yeah. didn't get murdered and so that our children could stay alive and we could continue the human race. That being said, uh, we should be treating American men better because I just don't really want to be submissive to a non-white person. <laughs> the greatest of all the most horrible of all fates i know if, <laughs> don't feminists see this okay lovecraft uh, oh, <laughs> there there he is hey blonde and matt did uh you see that trump is suing twitter facebook youtube in court uh. to force the court to make them this is a disaster of a question proofread what looks is he like, trying uh, to say? Looks like the phone keyboard went a little haywire on this one. To force the court to make them to let him back yeah. on their platforms. Okay, what do you think of that? I was unaware of this, but that's never going to happen. It seems uh, desperate. Like, you're going to let me in the club. You're going you're gonna to take me back. We've heard about these lawsuits from various people all the time. They're pretty much never successful. And uh, do I... I wish Trump was still on Twitter. I like... I liked... Uh, reading his tweets and looking at people's reactions to him. It's it's funny, but for the laws, is he going to force his way back onto Twitter? No. Should he? Um, I, no. I, I wish he would use his influence <laughs> to build something on the other side of this. And it was disappointing to see that his 
uh, much advertised coming social media platform was basically just a blog that he ran himself. Uh, I don't know. I mean, would it be, uh, would I like to see him back? My, what I would like to have for social media is the same thing we had five, six years ago. Like you've talked about where you could go to YouTube and see all the people that you like, or you could go to Twitter and see all the people that you'd like, and you could watch the, the, you know, the, the feminists and, and, and the most hardcore right-wing people battling it out. And it was was popcorn material all the time. That's probably never coming back though. So I think that for what, what um, energy and resources Trump has, if I was advising him, I'd say you should probably put this into to building something else rather than trying to force your way into these doomed platforms. As much yeah. as I like them, I like YouTube, I like Twitter, but they, they're determined to destroy themselves. They really are. Kitchen Sink <sighs> says, I've heard a lot of conservatives like Crowder and Walsh express disdain at the idea of preserving wildlife and habitat. Growing up hunting and fishing has given me a passion for wildlife conservation. I don't understand how so-called conservatives balk at the idea of conserving wild spaces for future generations. Do you think this is a difference of upbringing or contrarianism against Greta Thunberg types? Greta Thunberg, however you pronounce it. Matt, I know that you enjoy hiking in national parks out west. Uh, where do you line up on this? Well, I don't know what they have said, so I don't want to characterize them unfairly. I will say oftentimes I, uh, a question that comes up is, uh, can you name something that uh, works well but is sort of against your principles? Or can you acknowledge something that you don't like on paper but actually works pretty well? Uh, I, the national parks is an example I would give of, say, I don't purely speaking, I don't think that's a proper role for the federal government. But I'm happy How- that it's there. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Yellowstone and Grand Teton around here, they would be drastically different if, if they were um, developed by private developers. And and even as they exist today, I bet they could be managed privately as parks, and they might even be managed better than the federal government does it now. But mm-hmm. if you didn't do it back starting back in the late 1800s, how developed would the shores of Yellowstone Lake be, for example? Right, yeah. And that's, that's one thing I love about this is uh, like you can go into – Yellowstone and the greater wilderness around it. And it doesn't, it, it might as well be 1810. It, it, it's an intact yeah, it's ecosystem. Exactly like it was. And I love that about, I love that I can walk a few miles off a road and just be in a timeless place. So, um, do I think that conservation, but I don't know. I, I guess I, I'd have to hear what they say because most hunters, um, and, and right wing people that I know they're not for like, yeah, man, let's go throw our bush cans in the woods and litter all over this place and chop down every tree in sight. Most people are conservation minded and they want to preserve yeah. not only the quality of the land, but the health of the wildlife so that their sons can hunt and enjoy this, uh, enjoy this, uh, hobby and enjoy this way of life into the future. So I actually don't know a lot of, a lot of conservative libertarian people who are anti-conservation they i no, think and that is something that i can get with the left on uh, I, I don't know that i want the federal government doing as much yeah. as it does no uh, even if i'll acknowledge that i think yellowstone and grand teton and the rest of the national park system are pretty awesome but but yeah um oh that was a matt question okay do, do like, i guess do, where do i line up on this um leave it to the states and if it's my state um, here in Montana, yeah, I think I think we've done like land usage is a big battle in this state for exactly that reason. Not only are we a big hunting fishing state, but a lot of people come here for exactly that reason. And there's a lot of private property. You can't just necessarily walk across someone's property. But the big issue is uh, waterways are all public, so you can walk around. You can walk along any waterway, no matter who owns the land, and get access to streams and rivers that way. That ends up being 
a big a big Montana political issue, which sounds boring, but it's way better than uh, the, the the alternative yeah. of like, hey, 100,000 Haitians are walking across the border right there. I'll take our boring politics over that. But um, but yeah, like if, if, if I was voting on how to manage in our state, um, I wouldn't say that anti-conservation is a is an angle that I would take. Mm, One right. thing I love about this state is its natural beauty and its abundant natural resources. So they should be managed well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that's the last one. All right. Let's see. Uh, over on, uh, we'll we'll catch up with chat here. We'll call it a night. Thank you guys. And again, um, contact page of the website if you'd like to send in a question. Matt Christians <gasps> I'm not reading this. Contact. What? What happened? Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. A chat it. that's too far. Pee pee poo poo man. No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not reading it. I got to see it. Real quick over on uh, D Live while I load that up. Um, C2K says CHO slash WHO. I assume that means the Chinese Health Organization says, quote, last chance to find source of COOF. Are they closing the doors? Nobody can investigate anymore. That's not surprising. <laughs> not that you know, it matters. We, talk, we already we know about, the source, so who cares? We talk about, we were just talking about, would you rather live in the US or China or what are the merits or faults of both? I constantly wonder in the context of coronavirus, to what degree have we cooperated? I mean, we know the cooperation. At to the a Wuhan high level of degree, like so we it, funded it. So, yeah, maybe it's foolish for me to think that these are totally distinct entities. I mean, look how well coronavirus has worked out both for the Chinese communists and the power seeking Democratic Party. You know, where we fail as Americans is thinking that our government is better than the Chinese government. They are so corrupt. They did this. Yeah, we unleashed maybe this it's on all the an world. Illusion. It is. Hmm. We just go around the world acting like we could better all everybody's country. It's like, what a fucking joke. <laughs> Stupid uh, America. Mike Hawk, 420 Blazing. You need to look up the name of H- HP Lovecraft's cat. Let me do that right now. And then we were I getting gotta... ribbed for not, not being familiar with HP Lovecraft. I, I haven't read sorry. any HP Lovecraft. Yeah. What? Is the original racist, they say? What His is cat was named N-Word Man. And I mean, not <laughs> N-word, like the N-word. His cat was named N-word man. What? This is according to Know Your Meme. No way. <laughs> really? That's what it says. Right, Are you good uh, over there? Um, yeah, on DLive we are. But I want to see this, uh, this, this chat that was... Okay, this chat that was banned. <clears throat> Okay, what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one's this one might be too pornographic. It's a man I once made love. I'm I'm not reading that. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I suppose. Pee pee poo poo, man. You've you've outdone yourself. You've we, you should be ashamed. You've gone yourself. beyond. That's fucking disgusting. Thank you, man. Sad Sasquatch Gaming Blonde, you're looking great. Thank you. Matt, congrats on the marriage, but thank you both for being a Sandy safe space. You guys are great. Wish I wasn't gone so much because of the military to catch your videos live. Love you guys. You guys rock. That is so nice. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. I and thanks. <laughs> thanks for supporting the show and thanks for uh, serving the country as well. My so-called mixed channel. Hi. Um, he is an authority on this fudge packer, <laughs> homo fag and sir Fagwell. I like, ah. <laughs> I like that might work but good old faggot is a classic and should be cherished as such <laughs> great show you guys much love to both of you chris 
Thank you, man. See, faggot is a classic. It's a classic. It's one of the. <laughs> it is one of those words that no matter how much it is said, it is still funny. It's it, just it, funny. Yeah. It's one of those magical words that does not lose its meaning or funniness. Yeah. And maybe the reason it's funny is because it's one of those that you just can't say. And that's why it's I don't funny, know. It's, I it's really held up over the, over the years. <laughs> Very it terrible. It says right here that you talk like a fag, your shit's all tarted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Schmuck muck. To adhere obstinately to the idea of abstract rectitude is to do nothing. One must be an opportunist, annex the weak, and attack the willfully deluded seas, the recalcitrant, and protect the docile. Who is that a quote? From from whom is that a quote? I don't know. I could search it, but uh well let's see. You know, it's these days, well not these days. It's always been a danger. You look it up, it's like, oh mine comp. Yeah. I actually don't get any results on that exact quotation. Huh. Uh but here like it, it comes from well, a very close um very close quotation comes from Pang Tong, who was a shoe strategist. Looks like some kind of Chinese dude. A shoe strategist, eh? S-H-U, though, not like wear a shoe. S-H-U meaning uh, the kingdom of Shu Han was one of the three kingdoms. So this is like ancient China stuff. Oh, I like it. Uh, Tyler Ellingson, my job finally emailed everyone about clot shot mandates. I'm already preparing my wife to get ready to move on to better opportunities. I really like your show and God bless everyone here. Good for you. You have courage. All the best. And I, I, I yeah, I, um, I admire you sticking up for what you believe in. Bang dong. You know, how ironic is it going to be, uh, if ancient Chinese wisdom gets us out of this, you Wouldn't know, that be something? Go, go back to uh, Sun Tzu and the rest of them. Yeah, for real. Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. Rand Paul talks extensively about natural immunity, even the mechanism by which it works and surpasses the vax. By the way, why do they count 10-year-olds same as 85 in the vax percentage? God bless. You know why. You know why. Because they want you to be governed by fear, even if you're not in a high-risk category. Yeah. <sighs> Lazarus Rex. To the last caller, just treat going to church like going to a lecture on a subject you're not an expert on. The priest, God is good. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's, <laughs> that is a good way to look at it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Furious Dan, HP Lovecraft's literacy work is what Carpenter's The Thing was based on. Also, his cat is a cool name. I was unf ah. I'm unfamiliar with this. I will actually look into this. I know I say a lot that I will look into things, but um, a guy with a cat named N-Word Man, he needs further <laughs> study. Yeah. Highly influential. We're good. Over here. Okay, let me. I think we just have one on uh, Tippy Stream. We'll call it a night. Dallas says, I have an extra ticket to the Ryan Long show in Dallas tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. Galifa, uh, Galifa, Galifa at otuzus.com if interested. I'll tell you what, rather than trying to um, read out the email and spell it out, send me an email, Dallas. And I, if I, and Anybody who wants an extra ticket to Ryan Long. I don't know who Ryan Long is. Do you? Mm, is he the comedian? Uh, he must be. But if, if you're in the Dallas area and like a free ticket to Ryan Long, send me an email and I'll just connect the two of you. That'll be the easiest way to handle it. Thank you for that. And good luck. Let's see. Uh, I think we're all set, but we'll refresh just to make sure. Yeah, we're good. Uh, oh, wait, did I miss one or two? No, we're good. Um, and we're good on D live. All right. All set on YouTube. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. We appreciate it. And we'll be back on Sunday as well to talk about whatever happens between now and then. 
Um, I don't know. It's how much interest do you have in this Gruden story? I, I was surprised to hear you even care, but yeah, I'm into it. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I, I do want to talk about the child actors. Yeah. Uh, just, it's like that news story we saw. I, this really happened. We aren't paid actors. How many paid <laughs> actors do you think are in front of your face mm-hmm. at any given moment? Lots. Apparently a lot. Yeah. Is the answer. All right. We'll catch you on Sunday. Thank you guys. Bye guys.